Before we continue, we'd like to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Newcastle Business District. The Newcastle Business District continues to promote, develop, and enhance our downtown business area through community projects, promotions, and economic development. It was first created in 1983 under the name Newcastle Business Association and was renamed Downtown Miramichi Business Network. This was following Newcastle's incorporation into the new city of Miramichi in 1999. In 2006, it was renamed again to Newcastle Business District. Despite the many changes in its name over the years, the organization's goal has always remained the same, which is to further enhance the active growth of the downtown business community, Newcastle Business District. Shop Downtown Newcastle. All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corkin Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corkert, and today we have a special episode. Why is it a special episode? Well, because it is our 100th episode. Episode 100, baby. We're here. We made it. We haven't been canceled. Woohoo! Um, yeah, it's crazy that I'm even saying that, really. Um, you know, kind of just to take things back a little bit. Um, when I started this podcast, I, I, I first had the idea for doing this podcast um, back in September 2021. So that was when, uh, when um, so of course, uh, I had announced before then, like, you know, Corcoran Entertainment's first production is going to be October 2021. And, uh, you know, we're all excited. We're all working hard. And then um, all of a sudden, uh, boom, COVID restrictions came down and we weren't able to do it until June the next year. So I was like, well, shit. Um, so, you know, I was trying to find ways. I'm like, what can I do to, you know, just to, you know, keep me busy first off? Because, I mean, like, you know, uh, COVID was a horrible time because we couldn't do a goddamn thing. Uh, but uh, so then that was why I was like, well, I kind of went back to the podcast idea because I remember uh, before, like, you know, my friends, we'd always talk about it'd be one of those like late night drunk where we're all drunk. We're talking like, hey, let's start a podcast uh, and, and then talk and plan it out. And then it, we just don't go through with it. We just forget the next day. So as I was thinking, I was listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I was like, "Let you know what? I said, what if we do or if I do, what if I do a Corcoran Entertainment podcast? Um, I And so I kind of announced, you know brainstormed some ideas and then I said hey we're doing it uh kind of announced it around September time but I was like you know just just uh you know stay posted because I mean like you know nothing's happening in the immediate future but just stay tuned because we're going to be you know announcing and if um how to get equipment and stuff like that and um uh we'll announce when we're going to start and stuff like that and um just getting updates and funding and stuff so I got some funding uh shout out to also a give Faisal uh, if you're listening to this, Agib, uh, who really helped kickstart this podcast, it wouldn't be where it is without Agib, uh, who is also a new dad as well as of, I believe, September, I believe, uh, uh, September, August, uh, no, uh, September, I'm sorry, October, either way, uh, Agib, you're gonna be the best dad, man, uh, you are, uh, one of the best people I know, uh, you've done so much. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate everything you've done in helping me, you know, get funding and brainstorming ideas for the podcast, pointing me in the right direction for equipment. And I am just very grateful for all of that. So uh, and and we'll definitely hope to get him back on at some point. Uh, he's, you know, hand, hands are tied when you got a newborn at home. I mean, that kind of takes priority. So, <laughs> yeah. What should I do? Spend time with my kid and babysit him or or, or uh, should I, you know do a podcast and let the kid, you know? Um, so <laughs> anyways, 
Um, so yeah, first I just want to say, you know, thank you so much to everybody for all your support, uh, throughout the, you know, we started, uh, we launched the podcast in January, 2022. Um, and it was one of those things I was like, you know, probably just keep it going for just a couple weeks, you know, maybe a few weeks, maybe, you know, like I didn't really have a long-term plan. Like literally, if you ask me when I first launched the podcast, are you still going to be doing this podcast like December, 2023? I would have said probably not. I think it's just more so, you know, just, you know, pass the time and everything. But in doing it though, I've learned so much and um, it's helped with, you know, my social skills, um, and it's helped with just everything. Like, you know, it makes me want uh, strive to be a better journalist, a better writer, a better actor, a better director through all the people I, I, uh, interview from all different walks of life and just all the stuff I learned from it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to stop. And plus I love podcasts too. Um, I actually download like, like, um, I listen to my to my music and stuff through Apple Music, but I downloaded Spotify just for podcasts. Like I don't listen to music on Spotify or anything. Like I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. Um and I was like, I just want to do a podcast, you know what I mean? And here we are. And so it's been great. And I'm meeting all kinds of people, uh, some of which I've been a fan of for years, such as last week's episode, we had uh, Cyrus from Trailer Park Boys on, and I was, you know, just over the moon excited for that. Um, and, um, also yeah, just shout out to all the guests who, if some of you guys are listening, um, you know, you guys never had to come on, you know, I'd ask, Hey, like, you know, um, I, I do a podcast and, uh, you know, I was wondering if you want to come on, you know, none of them ever had to say yes. They'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, starting a podcast? Like, no, I don't care about that. No. Um, but they were like, no, no, we'll do it. Like, yeah, like, 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 uh, thanks for having me on. It was always like, they always said it was an honor to be asked to be, to, uh, be on the podcast. And, uh, that just means the world because, you know, whether it's people I know locally, whether it's people I reach out to from like, you know, across the globe, um, it really means a lot that you were willing to, you know, come on the show and talk about it with me and everything. And, uh, you know, like, and it's also helping me grow my brand too. Like, you know, it's just crazy to think like when I started doing the podcast, I was just getting people that I knew like locally. Um, and then I'd have the odd person who like, you know, um, I had uh, Paul Pedito, my playwriting instructor, uh, from, uh, the States. Uh, he was on uh, one of our first episodes. That was like the first guest that I've, <laughs> that I've had to book f in a different time zone which by the way I must say doing the podcast and scheduling those guests I know so much more about um time zones now that and I never did before <laughs> I, I well or, or or not that I didn't know before but it was like I sometimes that you forget because like you just ask people around here uh, like, hey, uh, you know, podcast, we're going to uh, record at six o'clock. That worked for you. And they're like, yeah, that's good. Jump on at six o'clock. Uh, but then for a guest in a different, you know, country with a different time zone, yeah, hey, it's six o'clock. Uh, uh oh, it's actually, uh, you're actually four hours ahead. And so it's like, you know, like three o'clock their time. So um, I've learned a lot about that too. I mean, like some of you guys might think, like, Jesus, he should have paid more attention in school. But it's just stuff you don't think about. You know what I mean? Like you have people uh, in the area that you're just so used to just be here at this time or be here at that time, even like promoting a play. Like, uh, you know, someone is, I don't know, let's say someone was coming to see one of my shows from the States or something like that. 
and um, they're like, okay, uh, what time is this show starting at? Oh, starting at six o'clock. Okay, is it um, you know like our time? Like, how does that work? Like, you know, like it's. I mean, that's not like, maybe that's not a very good comparison, but um, you know what I mean. So um, yeah, and I'm super grateful just everything and how far it's gone on. And uh, you know, some of you may be asking like, how much longer are you gonna keep doing it? Um, till I don't feel like it anymore. And I don't see it happening. I really don't see that happening. I love doing the podcast. It, you know, it's almost like medicine, you know, to knowing that, you know, I, I, you know, of course, have all, all my stuff that I do on a regular basis, you know, work and uh, uh, running this company and family and friends and all that stuff, trying to maintain a social life. Um, but getting to do the podcast is almost like, yeah, it, it's a good downtime and it's great to, you know, talk to people who, you know, you have so much in common with that you want to learn more about and everything. Um, it's just awesome. So yeah, no, there are no plans for the show to end at all. Um, so at least not anytime soon, unless I die, that's probably the only way this podcast is going to stop or Spotify and anchor, uh, uh, Spotify for podcasters calls me and it's like, Hey, you, you need to cease production like immediately. Um, unless that happens, then, we're, we're, we're just going to keep it going, and I hope you guys are in for the ride, too. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it, a little longer intro than before, but because this is the 100th episode and I never thought I would be here, I really just wanted to, do, you know, take the first uh, 10 minutes or so and just kind of, you know, ex express my gratitude, express, you know, how uh, how much it means to me that, that you guys listen to the podcast, how much it means to me to have all the guests who don't need to come on at all when I ask them, but they're like, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, you know, it's, it's such an honor that you asked me to be on. Um, yeah, it means the world. It really means the world to me. So, um, so for our hundredth episode, um, we have, uh, a, a few guests on, we have, of course, we have Sean Doucette, Kyle Easty, Emily Bryanton, and last but not least, my dear cousin, Emma Bowes. See, Emma, I saved the best for last. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, you guys can uh, determine who's the best amongst the four of you. Uh, <laughs> so they're coming on the show today, uh, you know, because it, it's funny. Sean and Kyle were my second guests. Uh, Emma and uh, Emily, of course, uh, they're, they're, they weren't my first guests, but they were on the first season, and they've made a couple appearances throughout. And... Um, and so it's just great to now have like the ultimate crossover episode now. Now we have them, um, you know, meeting the first two guests and meeting who is the best podcast duo. That's one thing, you know, we can we can we can discuss. I might put that as a poll, actually. Who is the better podcast duo? Um, we'll I'll let you guys uh, determine that. And, um, so yeah, so guys, uh, without further ado, and then by the way, at, at the end of the segment, uh, I am going to put in our very first episode as like a throwback, of course, with Jansen Black here back in January, 2022 episode one with my horrible mic quality. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to hear this and say, Oh shit, that sounds pretty good. And then you're going to hear episode one. You're like, Holy shit, that was bad. Um, Back then, I thought it was like the like the best thing ever. But when you look back on it now, you're like, oh my god, you should have invested in better equipment. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so so we'll stay tuned for that. And uh, so without further ado, guys, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 100. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Um, that's an audience track, by the way. I would, <laughs> for those of you guys who were able to tell, you go, oh my God, he films this in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, 
<laughs> there'd be so many cuts and everything. I'd be like, oh my God, should I, should I have said this? Should I have said that? Um, anyways, uh, I'm rambling. Uh, you guys don't want to hear that. So let's just get the show on the road. All right. Enjoy the show guys. Welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show, episode 100 special. Very excited today because today we are joined by uh, uh, part of uh, some of our favorite duos because one out of one person out of the two duos is missing right now. Uh, he just ghosted us. But uh, anyways, we're going to just keep on going as if nothing ever happened. So first off, I'll I- introduce our panel. First off, we have our the man who is on our second episode, Sean Doucette. Woo! You love it, baby. The, the self-proclaimed uh, co-host. I, I mean, I'm the best co-host ever. I think so, so too. I mean, oh, only, I mean, best and only co-host. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. Definitely, you guys, be sure to vote on our Spotify poll. And next up, we have my cousin. The people no, know. The people no, know, Frankie. No nepotism there, Emma Bowes. Hi. And then we have Emily Bryanton. Oh, that's me. And the one we're the one we're missing is Kyle Eastie because he said he was uh, going going to come on, but we waited for a bit and he hasn't come on. We messaged him; he hasn't come on. So you know what? We're just gonna keep on going. Uh, and yeah, yeah. sorry, Kyle. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Kyle sucks. Well, yeah, well. what's up? So, so let me just ask what 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 this is with this big rivalry between you and uh, be- Sean and Kyle and you two. What's going on between you guys? It's Why not a guys- rivalry, Frank. I'm just winning, bro. It like it no, just. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, let me be honest. Okay, do you want some? Who's back- on more episodes? Who's on more episodes? Me, me, because I'm the best. What? Okay. I'm not allowed to be on too many, or else it would look like it's uh, nepotism. Emma, you're literally my blood cousin. Like you're literally my blood relative, and that does—is that nepotism? I don't know. <laughs> I just gotcha. want to be the winner. You just want to be the winner, okay? I Emily, what were you saying? We're harder working. We actually showed up. Was, oh, oh, hey, hey, hey! One half of our duo showed up. That's oh. a and, and it's the better half, the best co-host on this show. That was rough. So, Emily, feel free to elaborate on the history. Okay. So, what I was going to say from the beginning, what initially happened was mine and Emma's worlds collided when me and Sean started working together because I didn't realize the connection Mm -hmm. for the longest time. So, then, like, I became friends with Sean, and by nature, Emma also became friends with Sean because what's mine is hers. And then we... Plus, I already knew of Sean through like going to Frankie's birthday parties and stuff as kids. Yeah, so it's not like and he was- from a god. Okay, like my cousin. No, and then Kyle joined the picture some somehow. I don't know how. I think it's because he also worked with a Sean, but like not. He's like- also my friend. Well, that would that'll do it. That makes sense. No, but yeah, but anyways, and then we all hung out one night, and that's when we went to your house. Yeah, we went to Frankie's. 
Yeah, we did. Oh, that was when you guys just randomly pulled up in my yard in the middle of the night. <laughs> and No, well, you guys texted me. You're just like, um, are you home? I'm like, yeah. And then I just heard just drive in. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, that's interesting. And then it just kind of went from there. Like, okay, like, why are you guys hanging out? And then that's where I kind of got uh, the big picture. Even... But why is there such a rivalry between you guys? Or is there a rivalry? That's what it seems like. I don't know. I think they started it because of jealousy, Frankie. Honestly, I, that's what I think. I don't Emma, have... where do you stand on that? Completely on the opposite side. I think they're jealous of us. Why would I be jealous? I was on the, I was on the show first, so you would have to start the jealousy first. We had people requesting us on the show. Yeah. Also, people requesting me, but I don't I don't bask in the glory. I'm I'm humble. You just said you're a god. <laughs> yeah, I'm a humble god. <laughs> oh, he said a god. I thought he said the goat. I thought that's what he was saying. Oh, Frankie, you're you're flattering me. I am the fucking goat, brother. <laughs> Just stroking his ego. I'm just stroking Sean's ego so fucking bad right now. Buddy, you know I'm your best co-host. Really, if you had to choose one out of four of us, really. I I, I'm charismatic I and lovable. I couldn't I'm charismatic choose. and lovable, Frankie. So that's why I said, why not just have both duos on today and just make it easier? But now, of course, Kyle apparently stood us up. He's probably going to, like, message me or something like that and say, like, um, uh, yeah, sorry, I can't do it tonight. I said, we got to get this shit done. So I just pressed record. So The next poll, the next poll you should put out on all the social medias is who is the best co-host slash god Mm-hmm. And who am I gonna Flash put goat. for options? Who am I gonna put, put, put for options? Just, just well, you. the Frankie, the four. Of, actually, no, just me and Kyle. Don't just put you them. and Kyle. Yeah. So Sean and Kyle, Sean and Kyle, and um, I don't know okay. who else was on on the show before. Frankie McDonald. Frankie, shout out to Frankie. We'll put you on. Oh well, don't Frankie McDonald's better than me, man. He he'd be an unreal co-host. Oh yeah, he would be awesome, actually. I should, I should, I should ask if you, you know what? After just, today, just, I'm done with you guys. This episode 100. Just, I'm just cleaning, wiping this slate clean. After that's this. what I was gonna say. I was gonna pivot to uh, uh, episode 100. Man, that's that's crazy. Isn't that something though? Well, like, Sean, I remember when, when I first uh, said that I was gonna do a podcast. You were kind of like messaging me ideas and stuff like that, and saying like, "Yeah, be awesome." Like, like you could do this and that. Did you ever expect that we get to 100 episodes? I always knew it, man. You you were you were always so into this stuff, and I was like, I was like, he's gonna take it far. And like looking back, look at how how many like big people you've got on the show for a hundred episodes. A lot of podcasts don't get anybody big after a hundred episodes, but some don't even make it to hundred episodes. Well, first episode or second episode, I had you and Kyle, so that's as famous as I'm gonna get. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. No, Frankie McDonald was a good one. Yeah, yeah, Frankie, let, yeah, that let, was great. yeah, Frankie McDonald, and you've had uh, Barb Leahy. I can't think of her actor's actual name. Uh, Shelly Thompson. Shelly and uh, and the guy who plays Cyrus. Uh, uh Bernard uh, <laughs> Robichaud. Shout out Bernie. <laughs> if you're listening to this, like that's so that's so cool, man. And like 100 episodes in, you've had those people on already. Just think of the next 100 episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. 
I got to work on Sean. Who was the guy that uh, you were trying to get me on? So like <laughs> oh my when God. I was telling Sean how I was getting in, in touch with a lot of these people, he's like, I got a list of people that you can contact. And there was a Yuri. How do you say his last name? Lowenthal? Um, Yuri Lowenthal. He's like the one of the biggest now. Like in hindsight, I was I was kind of short, short thought of it. Because I was like, oh man, Yuri Lowenthal would be great. He he voiced Ben Ten, he voiced Spider Man, and he voiced Spider Man in the new in the new two Spider Man games. And I was like, Frankie, just just get a hold, try and get a hold of them, which he did. And I was and then I realized afterwards I was on TikTok, and I was like, oh shit, he's doing interviews for the new Spider Man game, so he's probably gonna be his popularity because of that new game came out and it just blew up. So I was like, we probably will never get him on, but he would be like my number one dream to get on this podcast. Oh my God. Well, I mean, like, and there's so many where, where it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I'll try. See, I mean, I, I mean, like, it's uh, one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll say yes, maybe they won't, but it's but like, worst I just, case they say no, like, that's not a big deal. Either they say no, or I'm not going on some fucking no one's putting nobody's podcast. Like, what do you like? You know, who the, like, I'm Yuri Lowenthal. You know, like I don't need to come on any podcast kind of thing. Yeah, he he's oh he's my favorite voice actor by far. Emma like, and Emily, who would you guys dream to interview on this podcast? It could be any celebrity, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, anyone that comes to mind. Um, I honestly don't know. Like, I feel like you always come up with ones that I probably wouldn't think of, but like I learn a lot. Donnie's was probably my favorite because I didn't really know much about <laughs> career and stuff. Oh, all you knew was just that he's either say I didn't know my, Donnie. I was like, Donnie's your goddamn uncle. Like, what do you, you Donnie's know? my godfather, actually. So I got to learn a lot about like his actual like career and stuff. Oh, he is your godfather too. Oh my god, yes, that's right. I almost forgot about that. I wait. Was he your godfather? I thought I thought Alan and no, never mind. That's Chelsea. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm all mixed up now. I was getting all. We have so many goddamn members of our family. I, I can't even yeah. keep track of who is who. Uh, Emily, uh, who would you say uh, you would like? Um. Well, initially I said Doja Cat, just like Ooh. because I think that she would be interesting to talk to. Oh. But then Emma actually said someone like like meaningful. <laughs> oh. No, but I like I genuinely. I'm not a big like I'm more into music. So I feel like if you got Post Malone on this podcast, it would be oh. really confusing. <laughs> then again, you put me and Emily on the podcast. So Yeah, and- that's true there. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I was kind of grasping at straws at that point. I'm like, oh God, I need some uh, I'm desperate for guests. Emma, Emily, I need you. Emily, I'm not available the rest of the night. Whenever we do try <laughs> she just plan- signs off. Emily has left. Whenever we plan a podcast episode, it's always like, have you guys watched this? No. How about this? No. Like, literally, that's every goddamn thing. Well, even like when Sean and Kyle, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about like, uh, you know, like me and Sean. At least we're up front when we don't watch the movie. Yes, like goddamn Kyle, the first uh, episode that he and Sean did with me, we we're doing a No Way Home review. He's like, yep, that sounds good. And then we got on on the episode uh, before we started. He's like, by the way, I haven't seen No Way Home. I'm like, hey, can you, me, you can say one more thing to add fuel to my I'm the best co-host is I'm caught up with pop culture. And at least I'm 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 semi prepared as, as uh, other than them. I don't even know what pop culture is. Sean, did you watch it's- the new Hunger Games film? 
I watched it on TikTok in clips, in like a thousand clips. I watched it. Yes. Because Sean is a pirate of the Caribbean. I remember we talked about that one. That, that, that uh, was like a half an episode topic of me being a pirate. <laughs> Literally, really. <laughs> Sailing the seven seas of illegal piracy. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Where oh, it was like, sorry, yeah, Sean, sorry. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. He accidentally admitted that he that that he does it. <laughs> Frankie, allegedly, allegedly. Okay, but there's lots of evidence Bruce. to back it up. I Emma, you're eating popcorn now. What movie uh, did you watch last night? I watched the new Hunger Games. So tell us about it. What was it like? How was it? I've only seen the first one, so, so I don't know anything about it's it. It's like this movie sat the year of the 10th annual Hunger Games. So it's like super far back. What and was it's the first bit. one? The first movie was what? The 75th. 75th. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, they were doing it for a long time. Oh, wow. I had to get caught up on these movies. Like, You know what? Funny you guys say that. Me and uh, Dana, we watched all, all the Harry Potter movies like during, like during from like December 1st all the way to... Really? Well, we, we watched those movies before, like all of them, one to seven. And uh, once we finished those, like those are Christmas. And I was like, we need something to watch in November every year now because November is such a dry month. Mm-hmm. And it's like... So I uh, we started watching the, we watched all the Hunger Games movies in like two weeks. Like we watched a little bit every night. Oh, good idea. Yeah, so we we'd watch yeah we'd watch like half an hour, forty five minutes every night for like a week and a half. You know what roughly. the best marathon uh, would be to do? The Hobbit extended editions, and then watch Lord of the Rings extended. <laughs> well, editions. Funny you say that. Funny you say that. We me and Dana did that. We did the Hobbit. We did like them all in order. So we watched uh, the, oh my God, Rings of Power series on Amazon Prime at the start of November. Then we started watching the Lord of the Rings, or sorry, The Hobbit and then The Lord of the Rings. Didn't you do that with someone else too? I thought you said you went, it wasn't just you and Dana. Uh, oh my God. Unless oh, I did it with Butler once, Butler and Ian and that's Cody. That's what I was thinking of. I was going to say, I said, Sean, I, I said, that's not Sean's first rodeo binging all of uh, Lord of the Rings. I said, I, I just love it. It's it's probably one of the better series like I just I grew up with. So I like it, it a lot. It's like, like it's Holds a special place in my heart. I remember me and you and uh, Brady going to each. Aww. each oh, and movie. Chandler, too. Yes, me, you, Brady, uh, yes, and Chandler, and Chandler went to too, every right. single uh, uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movie. Every er, er, every oh, no, year, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Hobbit. Well, yeah, universe, I guess because I remember in grade three, I read the Hobbit book and I always loved it. And then you told me there was a movie coming out, so we went and seen it all three years. We had to wait and that in between. Was, oh my god! Oh yeah, it 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 was like the same weekend every year for three years. And I remember it was like we it it was like you know what? Uh, I think Sean even said me one time. He's like, you know what? It started with all three with all four of us. It's gonna end with all four of us. And it was just like. Yep. It, uh, I, like, I still remember uh, one. Of, speaking of that, um, me, remember me and you when we were really young. We went to see like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and I remember your mom like I, I, I giving her the money, and I don't know. We were just in the car at, at Scotia Bank in the square, and we were talking about we were just talking about the movie and how cool it was going to be, and I think that was uh, uh, number four. I think uh, the four, uh, on Stranger Tides. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I remember because I remember like that was like the bit that that was like my most anticipated movie as a kid because I was such a Pirates fanatic. 
uh emma emily what movies did you guys uh where you guys were like just just completely obsessed with uh growing up emma i think yours uh was finding nemo i remember that <laughs> no i mine was the hunger games i know what emily it was, was the hunger games oh yeah what was mine it was twilight yes I love Twilight. Oh, I don't know how I feel about I that. I know you're such a Twilight girl. <laughs> I love Twilight. Sean, you know what? Funny, funny, I have a funny story about... Sorry, Emma. You can go first. It wasn't important. Oh, I'm more I, uh, <laughs> I have a funny story about Twilight. So, me and my, my friend Yurgos... Uh, when we were young, when the last Twilight movie came out, we we just decided one day we we're gonna watch it. And he was down in Miramichi, uh, staying with his grandparents for a little bit. I think it was in the summertime, is when he came down. And my parents would always drive us to the movies on the weekends, or like down into Douglas Town, and we just like wander or whatever. And uh, we went to see the last Twilight movie. And I remember back then I was so embarrassed because. We walked into that last Twilight movie and me and him were the only guys. I'll never forget that in my entire life. Just it was the whole theater was full of girls. We were the only two guys watching the movie. Oh nice. my god. I'll never forget. I was like I was like, man, we're seeing a girls movie. <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and he's like, he's like, no man, it's good, it's good. Okay, but do you think that it is like a girl movie? Um, I I, I did back then. Now I don't really care. If you like a movie, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> a, I didn't think yeah. it was a girl's movie. Well, was- apparently the theater full of girls was. <laughs> they thought it was. I was probably there. <laughs> the very last Twilight movie, I remember seeing you there, Emily. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Sean, were you also there? Uh, honestly, maybe. Probably were. <laughs> Sean and Yurgos. <laughs> Sean, how was Yurgos, by the way? Yurgos, I hope you're listening to this podcast. I haven't seen Yurgos in forever, man. What's, oh, he's, he's doing good, man. He uh he plays gigs now for like from like Halifax and Fredericton and really? St. John and yeah, he does with his with his band. They play like rock and metal and stuff. He does well for himself. They always travel and stuff and do like they make I think they make pretty good money off it. Jeez, oh, we gotta get Yurgos on the podcast sometime. Tell oh, him man. That I he would to- be Yurgos, unreal to have this on. Is an open, this is an open invite for you, Yurgos. If you're listening to this, uh, make sure that you listen to this. Anytime you want to come on here, feel free, buddy. I used to freaking love that guy. Uh, he was just like every time, <laughs> every time we, uh, Sean said, Yeah, uh, Yurgos is here. We choke to Sean's house and we go straight to Yurgos. And Sean's just like, Yeah, fuck you guys too. It's my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, you, guys don't care about me. you know what he was the he's the biggest music fanatic that i know and one of the biggest lord of the rings fanatics he had all the games and i remember we were at his grandma's in the summertime sitting in her air-conditioned living room and we just would sit at the couch sit on her those you know how old people had those those like uh oh my god the weird like the weird uh like feeling couches i don't know how to explain okay. it like yeah, yeah. So we'd sit on those those uh, couches and we play Lord of the Rings. Oh sure. We, yeah, and it's PS2. Yeah. 
<laughs> Shit, and I love his, that. And his, and his grandma wouldn't kick us outside. If we went to, if we went to my parents' house, they kick us outside. <laughs> it's like a it's like that's a so fun what a like cute memory to have. Yeah, that's the best memory. Those those are the best memories to have. But speaking of video games, by the way, uh I wanted to make sure we focused on uh a big topic, which was of course uh, a little trailer came out. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the game. Uh, oh. It's like Grand Theft Auto 6. You know, I think a trailer for it came out, I guess. Uh, yeah, amazing trailer. Um, what's everyone's thoughts on it? Emily, we'll start with you. Did you see the GTA 6 trailer? I didn't, but you know what? I'm going to watch it right now. Yes, watch it. I thought you already watched it. No, I did. You I did. did. Emma, what did you think of it? This is a this is a Kyle with no way home situation again too. I'm like, all right, guys, this is what we're talking about, and then okay, and then podcast comes. I didn't watch it. Let me tell you. Okay, I work at a homeless shelter for youth. It was crazy last night. I was there until like almost three in the morning because the kids were going crazy. So I was supposed to work on a paper last night, but I didn't get to work on it, and then I had to work on it all day today. But isn't GTA 6 like a priority, though? It's like, okay, guys. All right, guys, everyone stop. Stop, everyone. There's something important going on. I need I need to watch this. You know what? You're so right. And I need to get my priorities in order because <laughs> this just won't do. Well, then, since you haven't seen it yet, but I thought you did, uh, we'll come back to you at some point. Uh, Emma, what did you think of the trailer? I liked it. I, I like GTA a lot. I think it's fun to play, like, with your friends. But I also don't know anything about like the actual storyline. Like I've never played the story mode or like done any of the tasks. Yeah, well, that was me when I first got it. It, it was like GTA 4. I would literally just drive around and just do stunts and stuff and shoot people and everything. And yeah. I would never do the story mode until like a year later. I'm like, maybe I should try the story. It seems pretty interesting. <laughs> and then just kind of went from there. Uh, but Sean, uh, you and I go way back with GTA. My God, it was like, we basically, when we were younger, that was like our job. <laughs> it was like, it felt like, because we're doing these jobs for like Martin Madrazo in GTA. <laughs> Man, we, we had our regular, uh, nine to five, but that GTA was our five to nine. <laughs> literally Man, okay. and our parents are walking by and and they hear us and like who's this martin guy you're talking about because we're talking like oh martin sent us this mission martin sent us this and like who the fuck is martin so <laughs> martin madrazo he's a criminal like he's we we work for so, so funny story about that i got a like i when i was at work the other night we do like teen nights and stuff for the teens and it was the day they released it early. So we were everybody, all the kids was t- were talking about it. And I was like, oh man, that's awesome. It's like GTA 5 came out so long ago. And they were like, yeah, I was only three years old. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm, I was 13. I was 13 when it came out. <laughs> it is so wild though. Oh my God. Like when we think about it, Sean, when GTA 5 came out, we were, I think it came out the second week we were in high school. I had to think about that the other day. That was the second week we were in high school when GTA 5 came out. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. And like, well, now here's one thing that I mean, I mean, like, um, it's kind of interesting. I'm seeing lots of people kind of say, oh, it's too early. Like, it's it's not coming out till 2025. And why do they have to release a trailer for it now? But in real uh, uh, reality, in reality, they didn't even need to release anything for this game. All they had to do was just say GTA six. This is what it's about coming out in 2025. People would, it would sell out like 
just like that. So they didn't really need to do anything like people say, oh, maybe they didn't need a trailer because it's so far. It's like, no, no, they don't. Yeah, they didn't need to. But... I, I have kind of a hot take on that trailer, if you don't mind me giving my. Oh, yes. Go right ahead. Yeah. So I'm going to be like the kind of the devil's advocate, because in my mind, this is what I think. So on one hand, there's been this is one of the most hyped up games ever, I think, like oh, in current absolutely. time. Yeah. Like it, the expectations are so high, and I think they did good by releasing a teaser. Um, personally, I don't like teaser trailers like that. I like gameplay trailers showing like, like you know, the polish of the game and where they're at. Even if it's only like early access, like uh, or early alpha or beta footage, like seeing the game. And the reason I got excited about this trailer. Uh, I wasn't the trailer was okay. It's just a bunch of like Vice City stuff. Okay, it's it's pretty cool, but I got excited because seeing the two main characters, which are like I'm assuming like a Bonnie and Clyde type situation, uh, it confirms the leaks that happened about a year ago on TikTok and Twitter, where it showed like coding all over the screen, but it was the those two characters from the trailer or teaser running around. And it yes, showed actual right. gameplay, which makes me hopeful because that was a year ago. And like with the, it looked smooth, like pretty smooth for where it was at. So I think another, like, well, it would have been, it'll be three years by the time it's it's out from the time of that leak. So I think it has promise, but I, I want to wait and see another gameplay trailer that they actually release and one that wasn't leaked because I'm assuming I did I send you. It's been so long ago. Did you see the actual? leaked footage of the gameplay of that game i did yeah that was like it was like last year i think that happened yeah so you know what i'm talking about like the coding the coding all over the screen but it was the two main like those two characters it was the woman and the man there was gameplay for both of them yep that's right and i remember even seeing it then and and uh, you're right if it looked good then and they were just like like i would have played it like that yeah oh my god like that was like gta 5 graphics which, I mean, are still great, but I mean, with enough, I mean, of course, like Red Dead graphics are better than GTA 5. And, okay, uh, one more thing. I don't, uh, my expectations for the story are extremely low. And I'll tell you why is because GTA 4, like, it didn't exactly have a happy ending, but, you know, it was, you know, I guess it depended. And then GTA 5, it also depended on your choices, but mostly good endings for all the characters. So with the Bonnie and Clyde situation, I don't know if you know the story of the actual Bonnie and Clyde. They died at the end. They were killed. So what maybe I don't want die? I don't want another situation of like spoil uh, this is spoilers by the way for Red Dead 2. Uh but I don't want another Arthur Morgan dead situation. That really sucks and I really really hate it because it makes the character you love the most die. Same as like The Last of Us 2. Spoiler alert, they killed Joel off. And yeah. it just it just pisses me off because they companies it seems like a lot of games and a lot of like movies and pop culture kill the main character for that dramatic effect. But for me, it just pisses me off. Like, why kill a great character when they have so much potential? Like Well, I I mean, look, like Arthur Morgan, I mean, like, I think it was a perfectly well handled death. Like, I think you know, he had a great arc. We saw his redemption. We saw all this stuff like that. Like, it really worked. You yeah, I mean? but and same if with John Marston. Yeah. If you chose the redemption path, like, 
he has nothing left by the end. And he tried to be the most honorable and the best he could to everybody. If you chose like the honorable path and it sucks, it's like it shows the hero gets nothing. True. But I mean, then again, I mean, it also is a good because, you know, they're not actually good people like they are. You, you no, know, no, they, they are criminals. So it is uh, one of those things where it's I mean, sure, they can try to redeem themselves and they could succeed at redeeming themselves. But in the end, it's, you know, their past catches up with them. Like you can't really escape that, you know, so that's oh, kind yeah, of actually. No, you're right. You're right. I agree with your take on that. Yeah, you, the past catches up with them. Exactly. Same deal with like uh, spoiler alert for uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul for anybody who hasn't uh, caught up on those, Um, you know, seeing where Walt and Saul's story both ends up in there. It's, you know, you want a happy ending for them, uh, even though they are horrible people. But in the end, what they do, even though they might redeem themselves, ultimately all their actions catch up with them and they have to face, you know, but that had, it had one silver lining El Camino movie. That it, it kind of it kind of like I like Breaking Bad because of Al Camino. Oh yes, absolutely. And I mean, Better Call Saul is a little bit more different. Where you know we see how Saul's story ends with spoiler alert. Uh, Saul ends up in jail, and we were all hoping maybe he might get away or something like that. But you know, it's also one of those you know he. But is I don't. I don't like that trend in pop culture where they seem to just do that now. Like that's such a prevalent trend. Like the the your main the 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 main hero gets just gets fucked in the end. Like it's terrible. They get fucked or he gets killed. Oh my god! Get you know you know what I mean. Like they just it doesn't work out for them. And and maybe like I'm just I like the happy ending. I guess in a no, way. No, absolutely. Like some of them just aren't satisfying. Yeah. No. Anyway, I, 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 I can talk thing. about this all night. But the but my main point being, I. I'm skeptical of the story of GTA uh, six because I, I don't want it to end like Bonnie and Clyde did. And I know, I feel like that's the theme they're going for. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we'll see how it, 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 it uh, gets handled. Uh, Emily, do you have much experience with GTA or any of the GTA games? We played or... GTA together at Olivia Casey's house. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I just watched the trailer. That looks like it's going to be so much fun. It does, doesn't it? I do understand Sean's point with the, like, I would like to see gameplay. Because I yeah. want to see what's different from this one that it, 10 years ago. Like, If you look up the, that. you can still find it on TikTok. The actual, if you search up GTA 6 leaked gameplay. I'm actually looking at it right now. I have my monitor because I'm a professional podcaster. Yeah, she's very professional. And yet she still um, hasn't started her own <laughs> No, okay. That's what I wanted to mention earlier, but I forgot. Me and Emma actually talked about this. Ooh. We actually talked about like us sitting down like for an hour once a week. We play Roblox and we talk. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so much fun. I think it would be fun. I'll be I'll be down to be a guest because I could download it on my computer. And Sean yeah. would rack up the Sean would rack up the views. Can we all play Roblox tonight. I gotta download okay. it. My- Emma. <laughs> Emma, we gotta we gotta talk about our our YouTube channel. I think it should be a YouTube channel. I thought we were gonna be Twitch streamers. Oh, that's what we were gonna do. We were gonna do Twitch, right? I forgot. Shameless plug. We don't have an account yet. Are oh, you going okay. to do some Twitch streaming for GTA? I can't afford that shit. No, neither can I. I was thinking more like Minecraft. <laughs> okay, that's easy. I was that's thinking easy. anything that I've already purchased. Yeah, God, yeah. Imagine how much uh, GTA. Yeah. 
GTA <laughs> 6 comes out in 2025. <laughs> How much is that going to be then? Oh my god, that blow my PC up. I'm going to sell <laughs> my I'm going to trade my dog for GTA 6. I'm sorry. No. Ozzy. I'm kidding. I love you, Ozzy. Um <laughs> I I, I would that much. I yeah, no, I don't love GTA 6 that much. <laughs> I, I I kill for that dog. Um <laughs> But yeah, but I'm I mean, yeah, like as as you said like I mean like it will be a little tricky to see. I mean it's weird because, like, you know, yes, we'd love to see gameplay and stuff like that. But then again, Red Dead 2, when they released that first trailer, that was all we needed. I was like, if that's all we get for a trailer, I'm fine until it comes out. Uh, and same with GTA 6. It Literally, if that's all we see of GTA 6, you know, just going by the leaks uh, that came out, I am completely sold on it. Like, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, on Like, to explore... Oh, oh! Did you find something? Vice City, is that yes, where? Yes, Vice City, and that's like one of the best games of all time too. Like Florida in the eighties. That was that was GTA three. Oh, so is this modern day Miami? Modern yes. day, yeah. Okay, and, and they're then- using like social media and stuff like that, and like we see it, it uh, in the trailer. We're seeing it, it. It looks like TikTok and stuff like that. It might play you know some what? sort of a factor. Speaking Reset. of speaking of GTA three, um, I I would have loved to have a cameo from uh, what was it? What was his name? The main character Vince, Vinny. Uh, in, in Vice of... City or GTA three? Oh no, Tommy, Tommy, Tom, that was Tommy his name. Yeah, yeah, his Played voice by actor. Ray Liotta, who passed yeah, away. I think yeah, he would have been a it, that would have been cool for a cameo of some sort. But uh, rest in peace. Yes, well, maybe. I mean, like, uh, he died last year, maybe, and this has been in development for years. Maybe they snuck some sort of, or they might use some archive oh, footage of him, maybe. So there's still potential. Might, be, might be right, because of how far in the gameplay, like, the leaks were. They could have already done the voice lines, just not implemented them. God, like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I don't know much more specifics about how long they've been working on it, but I think they've been working on GTA 6 for, I'd say, maybe 2020, 2021. Like they've been well, working to on have, a long like last time. year, the, those leaks were like fairly decent gameplay. Oh, yes, like so, like obviously quite a while. Definitely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, just super excited for GTA Six. We all are, and on this panel, uh, and uh, we will definitely stay tuned to Emily and Emma's Twitch streaming, uh, mm-hmm. as they will stream it two years from now if they can afford it, if they don't have to sell uh their apartments or anything to uh, be able to. Purchase. <laughs> okay, but Emma, I think that if we do do it, like the, like, like, so you guys can only hear us, but I can see Emma right now. Emma, you look cool in that setup. Like that should be the one that you use. It is. Like honestly, you, you, cool. you guys listening can't see this, but I mean, like Emma, as soon as the camera turned on and like the call started, I said, "Holy shit, Emma's camera is good quality." I said, "You get yeah. a camera?" She's like, "No, it's just my phone." <laughs> All jokes aside, yeah, you you would have a good look, like good looking setup to be a streamer. With See? the lights and stuff. What would your slogan be? What's going on, guys? Emma B here. I don't know. Like Emma B. Oh, Emma B. Emma. Uh, I honestly. Oh, yeah. You could. Your subscribers could be like your your like arrows. You call them your little arrows because your last name is Bows. <laughs> Bows and arrows. <laughs> oh, I know. E B squared because Emma Bows, Emily Bryanton, E B squared. Hey guys. 
squared in high in middle school. Yeah. Oh, is it actually? Oh shit. Hey guys, EB squared here. And if he could see us now. The big I, E. The I big E. There's a chance he could watch this, I feel. Actually, there is probably that's a good probability. Actually. What Bosma? What's his first name? Garrett. Garrett. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's um John Bosma's son. John, yeah. if you're listening to this, we're shouting well, out that's your what son. I'm thinking. I feel like John might listen. So I think John did I have John on the podcast yet? I don't know if I did or not. Oh. I will now. John's uh, listened to this and said, you better fucking call me now. I'm actually in one of his books. One of, uh, I've applied for a scholarship for him and I had to write an essay about like remembrance. Oh yes. John's a great writer too. John's yeah. uh, and he's published and he's done lots There's of plays and stuff like that. Slash Bosma promo. Shout out to you guys. Uh, the, the Bosmas. Um, so our last solo or not solo discussion because I have four of you with me. Uh, our last uh, big focus discussion is uh, with regards to this whole thing with uh, so Amber you guys of Turd. course Amber Turd. Yes, as soon as I uh, mentioned this to you guys in our group, it was the first thing Emma says is, "Doesn't she shit in beds?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, you're right," because this comes to us. Uh, from uh, where is it? Uh, people.com. Uh, it's Zack Snyder. So, of course, he directed Aquaman and Man of Steel and stuff like that. Uh, and the article says Zack Snyder doesn't get why some people don't like Amber Heard. I would work with her in a second. Um, Zack Snyder is a fan of Amber Heard. The director, 57, collaborated with Heard on his Justice League film in which she played Mara, comic book character. Uh, which she reprises again in the upcoming Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, directed by James Wan. Um, and then uh, during a wide-ranging interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Snyder said he doesn't understand the online backlash heard, 37, gets in the wake of her court battles with ex-husband Johnny Depp. And he says, I just don't get it. If other people don't like her, I don't know what to say. I would work with her in a second. Um and said the removal director. Yeah, uh, that's it. Um, and then there was something else. I feel like without was... without getting controversial, he without is an L take. L take. L. It's it, it's tricky. Like I mean, like look. Uh, first off, where do you guys stand on on uh, Amber Heard with regards to? I mean, not just her reputation now, but I mean, if you were, I mean, like whether you guys are fans of Aquaman or whatever. Are you guys interested in, in even okay, seeing oh, Aquaman two oh, if she's in it? Okay, I need to I need to start off with a with a baseline here. So, what was the verdict in court? I can't remember. The verdict was, was they ruled in favor of Johnny Depp. Okay, so uh, my take is the courts ruled that he was innocent. Basically, yeah. I mean, like, um, uh, uh, there were some counts that that she won over him. I guess basically, in speaking in sports terms, Johnny Depp won ten; she won two or three or something like that. That's basically what it was. So basically, Johnny Depp smoked her ass in court. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should probably rule in favor with the law and not give this woman a job. I mean, like. Here's one thing, though. I respect Zack Snyder for because he seems like one of the uh, I mean, like, you know, despite no matter what controversies surround people and stuff like that, he's like, I'll defend you. Like, he, you know, we work together. We're friends. I consider you a close friend or whatever. But the problem I have 
with this whole situation. I've heard some people, I I saw someone on Reddit <clears throat> and they compared Amber Heard with Robert Danny Jr. saying, well, you know, Robert Danny Jr. did all this stuff years ago and people want to work with him. And this, that the problem is that Robert Danny Jr. was held accountable for his actions and he took responsibility for his actions. So he did all kinds of bad shit. Amber Heard, you see in all her, her interview, she's still saying, I'm well, and, and RDJ, he redeemed himself. He took oh, it. He, he did. did. He took. He took all the hits, and he redeemed himself. Yes, like he lost jobs. He lost every like like all kinds of stuff. He was arrested so many times, but he didn't try to say, "Oh, it, it was someone else's fault." Like he 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 owned up to it. Amber Heard's problem, and same with like Ezra Miller, they haven't owned up to it, and that's the problem with these people. I mean, like. It, now, if they own up to it, does that make them a better person? No, it doesn't. But I mean, that's why Robert Downey Jr. was given a second chance where he owned up to it. He faced the consequences. And look at him now. He's like one of probably like the biggest star in the world right now. It even says something about Ezra Miller on here, too. Um, it said uh, uh, Zack Snyder talks about uh, Ezra Miller. He says. Uh, did a great job in that Flash movie. It's very difficult to play against yourself. I agree. He did a fantastic job in the Flash, but you can't have Ezra back as the Flash. That's the way I see it. You just can't have him back in that. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I think I think there's a certain point where some people their actions are just irredeemable. No, and that's the problem. How many and to what degree? I guess. And and, and I mean, like we like this woman here. We like there's literally evidence of her admitting that she abused him and all that stuff like that emily where you stand on amber heard like what do you think of her do you think uh studios should give her another chance what do you think well i see it's hard because like i'm taking a perspective of like like informed care it sounds like so dumb but like i know that like 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 she's vulnerable now like to like a lot more things you know what i mean so like like taking financial security away on top of like like everything else i'm just like eh. no, I, I mean don't... it's like well then again at the end of the day i mean like it is a business that they're doing too i mean like it's 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 like Zack Snyder can say all he wants said, oh yeah, I'd work with her in a heartbeat, but it's like, well, then again, is he going to actually, cause I mean, at the end of the day, he's also a businessman. He's a producer, he's a filmmaker and stuff. So whether he's actually going to want to take a chance on her, like that's not where I guess it, it's not entirely his uh, decision. Like the studios can overrule that and say, we don't want her associated with us in any way. Like it's tricky. Like I saw that, and I'm. It's got people torn. Like, oh, maybe give her a second chance, maybe. And then there's some people just no, don't give her a second chance. Sean, uh, where do you stand? Uh, like, do you think they should give her a chance? Do you think Zack Snyder would ever work with her again? What's your take? I don't know, and it's it's hard to say because, like, looking at this from my opinion, putting my opinion aside, people have their reputations to look out for. And I feel like that Zach Schneider just took a hit by saying that because it's in the headlines now. And you know, the way the internet is like, they'll tear someone down for being that way. Like, like toxic in any way or like what they perceive to be as toxic. Yes. absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have a great 
I'd have more respect for Amber Heard. I mean, like, I don't have any respect for her, but I'd have a little bit more respect for her if she would own up to what she did. Because there's literally, like, I mean, like, was Johnny Depp a saint? No, he had his problems too. Like, let's 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 be fair. He was the victim here, but he did have his share of problems before the Amber Heard stuff happened with drinking and all that. But if she would at least just own up to what she did, like, that's part of being an adult. Because Johnny owned up to what he did. He was like, yeah. Like literally, yeah. Will Smith owned up to what he did. I think what he did was stupid, but he owned up in the end and said, you know what? I'm taking responsibility for what I did. I accept whatever the Academy does to me. You know what I mean? Like that accountability is everything. You know what I mean? Like if if I don't know, let's say Emma in the middle of uh, this podcast, we're doing an in-person podcast. Emma walks up and she punches me in the face. And she tries to justify it in a later episode and said, and oh no, just, just, oh, like he's Frankie just edited the photos and the footage to make me look bad and stuff like that. And just refuses to take responsibility. People like, you know, like, would you guys accept that from Emma, even though you guys literally just witnessed her assault me? (laughs) Well, no. Actions have consequences. Accountability is... Mm-hmm. Everything. But I, like, like, no, I, I don't know. It's a real tricky subject, isn't it? It is yeah, very, very I tricky. I do kind of agree with Sean because this guy's getting nailed in the press over a hypothetical right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, that means that you probably shouldn't work with her because look at this guy. He didn't even work with her, and he's getting shit on. Well, he did work with her. Well, he worked with her in uh, Justice League, Aquaman, and stuff like that. He's basically saying he would work with her again. Well, because they filmed Aquaman 2 before the verdict even happened. And now he's saying, like, you know, like post-verdict, he said, oh, yeah, I'd work with her again. You know, and it's like, well, from a personal standpoint, okay, that's understandable. From a business point of view, you can't. Like, you, that. that's just my opinion. I mean, like. Because you know, it doesn't that, just make, it makes your whole studio look bad. Yes, exactly. Zach it's a, it's the public's perception. Yeah, exactly. Zack Snyder is listening to this podcast saying, who the fuck is this guy Tell me how to run my movie? <laughs> Tell me how to make my movie. Uh, but that's it. Like, it's, it's you know, you you can't cast someone who you think is going to be a liability. Now, whether he will or not, that it's just a statement. And I know there's some people saying, oh, what a God, he can't cast Amber Heard. No, he didn't say he was going to. He just said he would work with her again. Like, there's people like to blow things up uh, out of proportion but um yeah that's that's uh such an interesting um um like it's it, it's got me torn cuz i mean like you know you want to see both sides but at the end of the day uh it's it's just rough so we'll kind of go through each of is and just say like you know uh do you think um there's some sort of uh hope for amber heard somewhere down the line like do you think there is yes no maybe emily we'll start with you i think that like i think it's still pretty fresh and i think just like even for like the sake of like taking a little bit of accountability like maybe giving it some time to breathe you know because like like people haven't forgotten like it didn't happen that long ago and like especially like probably in like their worlds like it's like a very prominent thing right yeah, it, it is still fairly fresh, 2022. I mean, like, it was it 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 was very... I mean, like, it feels like just yesterday when we were all, oh, what's the verdict going to be? Um, and so, like, yeah, it, 
it will definitely take some time. And I mean, you know, if she takes accountability, then that will go a long way. Emma, how about you? I think there's a chance for her in a like a good chunk of time, probably. They Once she it- can have take time and make a good apology. Yeah. I think that she'd probably do good things with this time. Like use yeah. make it worth your while. Yeah. Yes, no, definitely. Instead of just it was all rigged and I just yeah. he just jumped right back me. He hit me and just uh, I said the B and, uh, and just all this. It's like fuck, man. Like just oh my god. I watched that documentary and, and I thought it was so funny. Um Is it a documentary on us? Yeah, oh yeah, it's on Netflix. It's uh oh, really? it's uh three episode just going through the whole uh court case basically. Oh, I need uh, to watch that. Yeah, no, it's actually pretty good actually. I actually watched it. I laughed a few times. It was just <laughs> just hearing well hearing Johnny's side was sad cuz I mean like you know just hearing what he had to go through was just upsetting. Yeah. But then just hearing her where, where she's just so full of shit where she's like he punched me this way and then he, they called the witnesses up and they're just like no, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> like uh, Sean, how about you? Uh, where do you stand? Yes, no, maybe. You know, I, I, you know what? I believe, I really do believe in second chances, but I don't believe in giving them for free. She's, she's definitely gonna have to work for it. Like she's dug herself a humongous hole, like, like with no end in sight. Like she's gonna have to re, like, climb up, and to fix that, like go through hoops, to really. Yeah. To if if ever if ever, because you've dug yourself a hole that you may never get out of. No, like it's, and I mean it. It's certainly no. It's certainly not going to be easy. That's for sure. But I mean, like we said, with you know someone like uh, Robert Downey Jr., where he you know he took accountability for his actions and uh you know own owned up to it. I think that I think that can go a long way. And who's that? Hey, Casey. <laughs> yeah, Casey. Wait, come on, Casey. Just a second. Casey was on. You, if you guys don't remember, she was on uh, before. Um, she was on in um, our what? Back in August, was it? I can't remember now. Yeah, sometime oh, in the summer. Sometime in the summer. Yeah. So I. I holy fuck! Hello, Kyle. What's going on? The f- did you already start, dude? We started a fucking hour ago. You told me 9.30. 9.30? No, I said 8.30. I was wondering where you were. Kyle, no, you Frankie, you, you told me 9.30. Are you sh- are you shitting me? Frankie, you said 9.30. <gasps> Fuck. Well, well he's here. Guys, it's... Time if you didn't leave the group chat. <laughs> Listen, he messaged me. He said, Kyle, Listen, come on at 9.30. No. So I came on. He sent me the link at 9.30. Or, no, he sent it to me earlier. I tried to join from 9.30, and I just got on now. Did I miss? What did I miss? Anything? <laughs> the entire fucking podcast. Are we done? Pretty much. We just, oh. just, we just t- like, literally, we just touched on the last subject. Emma's roommate came in, and I was going to ask her a couple questions, and then you came on, and I'm like, what the fuck? This all happens at the very end. But it's this is uh this is an epi- like literally I'm putting the extravaganza in the hundredth episode extravaganza. Hey, hey. Should it be two parts? Question mark. Two parts. <laughs> no. Two parts. What one, the like fuck? Like one hundred one point one hundred one point five. 
Okay, you know what? All right, Kyle, Kyle, we'll just ask you a real, real quick questions. Uh, question number one, what do you think about uh, us reaching 100 episodes? Number two, what do you number think two, of the GTA 6 trailer? Number three, what do you think about Amber Heard? Okay, number one, congrats, Frankie. That's awesome. I'm glad I could be a part of it and help Holy you get to 100 God. episodes. <laughs> number two, the GTA trailer, I was let down by it. It just reminded me of GTA 5. Uh, so I wasn't the biggest fan of it. And number three, what do I think of Amber Heard? I think she's a turd. So that's all I can say about her. <laughs> the best oh. intro to a podcast ever. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, this would be the outro, I guess. <laughs> all the time you showed up, oh, Kyle. Oh, we, well, we waited for like ten, like twenty minutes, and we're like, you know what? I'm like, and then we messaged you, and you weren't coming on. I was like, all right, fuck it. You know, what? let's just start. If he comes on, he comes on. And then by the end, I completely forgot that. Yeah, I was like, I, I think he just forgot. He <laughs> just fell asleep. No, nope, I didn't forget. I came on at the scheduled time, but you are you are making me look bad as a coho a pod a. A co-host, a co-co-host. You're my co-co-host. I'm Frankie's co-host, but you're, you're like my you're like my little sidekick. I'm Frankie's co-host, sidekick, and you're my Sean. sidekick. You're, you're my sidekick, Sean. You, you know what? You're like you know a uh, uh, Green Hornet. I'm like Seth Rogen, and you're like the guy who plays Kato. <laughs> you're my you're my Kato. No. And you're, like Frankie, like Frankie's kind of like my dad. Like my dad. Robin. Okay, so Frankie is like my. Thomas and Martha Wayne, and you are like my Robin. No. You're my Alfred. No, I'm Batman, and you're Robin. Okay, can I, I'll settle for, can I be Alfred? I'm like Rick off The Walking Dead, and you're like Carl. Well, Carl survived longer than, than Rick. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Oh my god, we've had so much spoilers in this podcast about video games and pop culture. Oh, um, fine. oh my god. We literally Wait, Frankie, Frankie, answer the question. Am I are you my dad and am I the Green Hornet and Frank Kyle is my Kato? What? Frankie? Do am I your dad? Say- what do you mean? Like well, the Green Hornet guy. So the Seth, you ever watched the movie The Green Hornet? I never saw it, no, but I know Seth Rogen. Okay, so Batman, yeah, you're my Thomas and Martha Wayne, dying in the alley. Okay, so that's me. I'm dead. Oh no, actually, that doesn't make sense. You're my, uh, you're my Batman, and I'm your Alfred, and Kyle's Robin. How about I, I just be the Joker and I kill all he is? Well, (laughs) zinger. Oh man. Oh man. This is such a perfect 100th episode. Wow. This is awesome. Casey. So, uh, since you're on, we might as well just ask you. So, uh, how, how have things been? Oh yeah. We're here. We'll ask you the three questions that I asked Kyle. Number one, what are your thoughts on a hundred episodes? Uh, what do you think of the GTA six trailer? And what do you think of Amber Heard? Um, number one, I think that's amazing. Number two, <laughs> Um, I have not watched the GTA 6 trailer, but I can see it right here, actually. No, this is gameplay that's been... Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. That's Never mind. Um, so I haven't watched it in number three. I was just asking Emma that I didn't... <laughs> yeah, I don't what know Amber what, what happened with Amber Heard recently. So uh, well, basically, the director of Justice League 
said he would work with her again in a heartbeat. And we're like, ah, she has to take some accountability. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for as long as I'm not in bed, I guess. Yeah, as long as she doesn't know where I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, though. Not wrong there. I love that. Um, well, you know what, guys? This ha- has been a great segment. Um, okay, I'm gonna ask you guys. So, of course, I mentioned I was gonna do the Spotify polls where I say who's the best duo. But since I have a lot of you guys on here, should I do each individual ones, or do you want me to do just duos? What it is it? Do each individual one? Yeah, yeah, like Emma, Casey, Emily, Sean, Kyle. No, no, no. Do me and Kyle. Well, actually, no. Oh, yeah. Do all of us separately. Do all of us separately because I will win. I will have the most. Casey will win. You vote for me. Casey will win because she wasn't in here until the last. I, I thought you were proposing a vote like they did in that Pirates of the Caribbean movie to vote for the Pirate King. Everybody's going to vote <laughs> for themselves. The Pirate King. The Podcast King. I'm the podcast king. Okay, okay. Let me let me give a question to the audience. Um, we'll put a we'll put a poll up. Who is the uh amazing slash best co-host slash sidekick in on this podcast? Ozzy. Ozzy, yes, Ozzy is pretty good. He's a good co-host. <laughs> I love how when he said that there were just crickets. <laughs> thank you thank you we all know that i'm i'm literally the the co-host of this show and we'll kyle's, my, kyle's my kato he we'll is let my the audience aside we'll see um, what they think sean i'll just give it to you no emily don't yes <laughs> all well, right well guys well you know what we will do i think we will call it for this segment uh before we go do you guys have any final words you like to say to the audience or anything. Emma, we'll start with you. Um, I don't really got much to say. It's been a blast. Always happy to be back and happy to be on your hundredth. Thank you I very am, much. I am very happy to have you. Emily, how about you? Um, thank you for having me. Very proud of you for getting 100. And also like what Sean was saying earlier about like like all the people that you've had like in the 100 like how many more people are you gonna have within the next 200 right so that's like so exciting to see hopefully yes again oh probably this might be the last one maybe um (laughs) sean how about you on that on that note you know know, man i I, I was gonna say something stupid but i i agree with with emily i i'm proud of you yeah i I always knew you'd take the podcast this far so of course. Love you long love you long time. Love you. I'm I proud love of you. you. I'm proud of you for doing it. And you're doing something that like every time I talk about your podcast with anybody now, I'm like, oh man, Frankie got so and so on or this person on or like Cyrus on there. Like, no way. Frankie's getting all these crazy people on there, and they're like, I'm gonna have to tune in. Yes. Spread the word. Please spread the word. We'd love to grow this show. Some people as... watch it because I'm on the episodes too. Not to flex, but, but yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest fucking flex ever. Some people request me to be on this show. Yes, they did too. I will give you that. I will give you that. Frankie, who's okay? You can you can check the views. What episodes have more views? Like who has the most total views? Me and Kyle, or exactly. Emily and Emma. And I want you to post it on your socials so everybody knows. 
Okay, the all right. This is a little unnecessary. Oh, one sec there, friend. I will check it and compare each one, all of them in total, and then I will get back to you guys on this. This one here, we'll see. Maybe this one here. Maybe nobody will watch it. We'll see. Oh, man, um, I'm I cry. Kyle, how about you? Any final words, you freaking tardy, tardy bastard? Well, you didn't. You told me 9.30, so I joined when I was supposed to. Oh, my God. But... Anyway, good job, Frankie. You're doing great. Keep it up. And uh, I guess that's all, folks. <laughs> all right. Hey, Casey, how about you? Is Casey still there? She left. She left. Okay. I had a great time, Frankie. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Casey. Um, Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this part. We are going to do a little throwback here after some music, and we're going to play my the very first interview from the very first episode as a throwback. So this you can hear. It's going to be a long episode for you. It's going to be a long episode. Yeah. And so you'll hear just how shitty the mic quality was back then compared to now. But uh, ah. super excited for uh, to just hear that i'll be like oh my god it's so weird but anyways guys thank you for tuning in and uh we'll take a quick break but we'll be back with a throwback interview until then this is frankie emma emily sean emma or shit i just said emma um sean damn it okay i've said that again <laughs> this is frankie emma emily sean kyle and casey somewhere in the world signing off thank you guys Toodaloo. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Uh, it is very good to be here on this gorgeous, cold uh, Thursday night. Uh, so welcome to the pilot episode of the Corkin Entertainment Show. And uh, we are thrilled to introduce our first guest. As I, as I uh, said previously, he is very well known to uh, local community theater patrons. Uh, you may have seen him in productions from the Miramichi Valley High School Drama Club, uh, CM Productions, the Heritage Players, and uh, he's also, I forgot to mention this in the intro, he's partaking in the first Corcoran Entertainment production, the evening of 1X. Hey, yeah. Jansen Blackier, welcome to the show, buddy. It's great to have hey, you on. Hey, thanks for having me on, Frank. It is, it's, it's, it, it's just an honor, man. I'm so glad you got me uh, on for the first episode, and God, well... This is great. I can just feel the energy. For those of you who don't know Jansen as well as I do, the energy off this man i i'm always astonished by it like <laughs> oh, <laughs> i could just God, feel it I, mean... I can feel it through my computer <laughs> screen man it's truly something so oh. uh, uh tell me a little bit i mean like you know uh, uh, so i'll give you guys a little bit of background i've known jansen for geez i'm trying to think how long i've known you now about five maybe five years yeah, something pretty like much, that yeah so uh so just tell us a little bit i mean like you know for people who who know you or have seen you in shows how how did you get started in theater like when did you start and uh just yeah just tell us a, a bit about yourself we want to know about you <laughs> right well uh hey everyone uh i guess like for me when it comes to theater i started back my first ever show i ever was a part of was back in grade two out of the Long but not forgotten, Harkins Elementary. Uh, oh boy! Just played a small <laughs> little uh, role in uh, 
as just uh, Santa Claus in one of the uh, plays. You know, just a nice start. And then he's no Tim that, Allen, was, but oh man, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, after that, I got involved with a little group uh, with my grandfather. Actually, it was uh, we went down an hour drive every uh, Monday night to a little church, and we would do something called the Sunbrook Singers, where a bunch of uh, uh, him and his uh, old friends, and we'd all. Uh, get down and sing a bunch of old folk songs and it was a big dinner theater that would happen around November and god it was great it was great exposure it was like just everything I ever wanted and god I got my charisma from somewhere eh? no well, there you go shout out to Dewey Dewey if you're listening oh, to this absolutely. right now <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't be here without uh, without him so no if absolutely ever, uh, figures out how to get this then Absolutely. And, and then uh, uh, you also played um, uh, one of the hyenas in The Lion King, did you? And, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so probably my first exposure to like modern, like more professional theater was through uh, JMH's uh, The Lion King. Well, you know, I auditioned uh, back in my grade eight year and well, I got cast as Ed the Hyena in Well, The Lion King. So uh <laughs> Not a the single method. actual line to me, but God, I had, the, <laughs> I had so much fun. It was great memories. Uh, getting to act with Jack Forrest and uh, Justin and Abby Pino and all those. Uh, it was it was great. It just fueled my, uh, you know, just fueled everything that came forward through uh, MV. And well, God, uh, grade nine, it was it was good to me. I had that uh, my first role at uh, MVHS with uh, Moonface Martin and. And any in Cole Porter's uh, in Cole Porter's anything goes and God it's a phenomenal show like the cast had so much chemistry helped me get introduced and introduced to everything and man it, it was lovely and well actually speaking Pass. of anything goes that's uh, exactly the yes first that's show true I, uh, small little Stanley uh, cameo in there that I <laughs> <laughs> you're right that's yeah. the best way to put it oh yeah, yeah I'm done with theater but uh. <laughs> No, but the... like you, you, you have uh, racked up quite the resume, though. I mean, like you know, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, Oklahoma. Like oh, you know, absolutely. is there anyone in particular that's like your number one favorite, or is it hard to choose one? Just God, so many. I've been. <laughs> my mom asked, uh, uh, like has always asked me that, and well, to me, Bert uh, from Mary Poppins was a dream role of mine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like it, love that I one. Mean, I love that one. <sighs> It was so good. It like it was lively. I got I loved working with Lauren and uh shout overall, out to Lauren McCabe uh, if you're listening to this. <laughs> absolutely. Uh uh, but uh however, despite that, I love that show. Like it's gonna be in my heart forever. My favorite role I ever did was Will Parker in Oklahoma. Oh like, yes, oh, man. Yes, man. Not, that is absolutely that I love that God, one so much. With with Will, it was that fun of it was so much fun being able to play this love-struck idiot who had like no insight into anything that was happening. And God, I took that to heart. I I loved it. The cast was so fun to work with. Getting at work uh, with uh, actually a bunch of newcomers whenever it came on my end with uh, Emily and uh, Dave. But uh, overall, it was uh, like every single joke of mine landed. And if I like. I thrive out off of the reaction from the community and God, whenever like every single line, no matter like it was an entrance, I was exiting. It was during a song. God, I, I loved it. <laughs> no, I love that one. And you, and, and that was another example of how you could feel the energy off you. 
like oh, it, it just poured out of you man like it was so good and uh it, it's funny because um um i was gonna mention this too we had actually seen oklahoma in new york oh yeah which, which was an interesting take on it for sure absolutely i mean um not which is funny for me because that was my first impression of oklahoma i had never right, watched yeah. it or anything before the only thing i knew of was oh what a beautiful morning which i mean who doesn't <laughs> yeah. know that one but yep. uh, that was that 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 was my first impression of it too and so i remember as soon as i heard that that's what the drama club was doing i was like oh really is yeah. that what you're doing oh, and then yeah. i was like okay this is what we should have saw in new york but what Ooh, would you man. give your uh, if you had to give a review of that one? What would you what what Ooh. would your review be if you were to be a critic right now, Roger? Oh, of like of the 2019 one we saw on Broadway. Yep, that's correct. Yep. Oh God. Uh, now, I thought the singing was great, and I loved. Oh my I, God! I it's beautiful, Ali Stroker. Oh my God. Oh God. Uh, like God. Like I mean, I could listen to that soundtrack on repeat. It was gorgeous. And in concept, I, uh, the idea of bringing it to a more like kind of modern setting and using those modern elements could be really interesting and good for storytelling. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't dislike it as much as a lot of the other people on the trip. However, um, I, I do recognize a lot of the flaws. And of course, we have like the, the boots. Oh, the my boots God. Always living the hell God, was God. that? I literally. So, for those who don't know, uh, in Oklahoma is a very dance-filled show, and at one point, right before the uh, second act hits, or in some shows uh, after, like once it begins, um, there is a large dance sequence. There, uh, all go essentially a dream sequence that Lori is having, and so we come back in, and lights off, like you're getting ready for the show to start. And in comes this woman, bright white, sparkling t-shirt with dream baby dream right on it. And God, already, it was like absolutely shocking. I was nauseous. It was like 20 minutes of her just <laughs> right in the middle of the of the stage or whatever that was. That wasn't even really a stage. It was, oh, man, you know, it, it was, like a little box something. almost. But it, I was getting so nauseous. It was just 20 minutes of just and not even music oh, they yeah. didn't even play music at one point i'm like oh right. my god but and it was then, an interesting take on it for sure though that's for sure oh, <laughs> oh absolutely and then i think the pinnacle moment that's stuck in all of our heads is right in the middle like we're like it's like we're already like so confused of what's happening and right from the center like right from above out drops <laughs> a pair of boots and then two more and then 18 of them all just come down, spread across the floor. And I look over to somebody and we're trying so hard not to lose it. Lose it as in laugh or lose it as in what the hell am I watching? And like, a little bit of both, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, it was just great. Well, and then also too, we cannot forget the ending. I was, well, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know what happens in Oklahoma, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, (laughs) The whole standoff at the end where, where uh, Curly shoots Judd and it looks almost like, I'm not going to lie. I thought for a second, I thought Curly got shot. The blood splatters back on on his face. And then Judd does this little walk around and then he just decides to just drop dead. And I was like, wait, what? 
So, I mean, well, of course, for me, since that's my first impression of Oklahoma, not having seen it, seen the, yeah, the movie yeah, or anything yeah. like that, I was just saying, like, what the hell am I doing? And then when I found out what they're doing, I'm like, what are you guys doing for a show? Like, this is, <laughs> I don't know what you're, <laughs> what you're talking about. But no, I got to oh. say, though, that you guys did it. You guys did it justice. You guys did the justice it deserved. And you are Will Parker, man. You really are. Oh, like, really. Lovely. For those of you who haven't seen it, I feel terrible for you. But, uh, no, oh, thank you for you flatter me. No, my gosh, man. Well, and then um, one thing for sure, I was going to say because remember that show, Oklahoma, is what like three hours long, and oh, yeah. our favorite Broadway play was only about an hour and thirty minutes. It was too short, and that was you know, of course, come from away. And I know there's lots of people around here who are talking about come from away. What can you tell us about your experience having seen that show? That one was just oh. Well, come well. Not only uh, come from away has a lot of, I guess, emotional resonance with me. Not only you know from the like maritime culture that it holds and everything like that, but it was my first Broadway show that I ever seen. Right, mm-hmm. and you come there with like an expectation because all I heard about the show before going in is that it was about nine eleven, and I thought it was going to be a very serious, very like somber type of show. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you get in there and everything starts, it's I, I a smile lit up on my face the minute a welcome to the rock began playing. Oh, goosebumps, and, man. Goosebumps. Oh, oh, it's so good. And just it was it's lively. It's it it does respect to like the horrible, like it shows an entire side of the 9-11 tragedy that like I think is very, not only like really important just with uh, like the amount of selflessness that was shown from uh, the people of Gander and yeah. the like it's a it's such a horrible point in human history oh god and yeah yet, absolutely and yet we still see like humanity and like hope shine through through like the entire show and God, it, it, it's wonderful. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, especially as a Maritimer, uh, mm. do it. Like, uh, it's even it's worth the trip just to get down there sometime because, God, it 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 sticks with you. And absolutely, it's, it's, but it, it was so funny watching that uh, in with an American audience because you could tell who was Canadian and who wasn't. <laughs> we're making all these references. Oh, we're gonna go down to Shappers or we're gonna Shoppers, go to Tim's. Yeah. And our whole crew is losing their minds. And like, right, so yeah. I feel like some of the Americans were just thinking, like, oh my God, is this what everyone in Canada's like? I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm never going down oh, there. It's just us. <laughs> oh no, but and, and then I even hear of some people uh like like people saying in comments of like those po- like the posts uh, come from waypoints and stuff like that. Oh, this right. made me want to move to Canada. The you know, this made me want to do this. <laughs> so the fact that you yeah. can get that kind of a reaction out of people, that's that's really something to uh something to to be proud of, definitely. Um oh, yeah. I was gonna say too, uh me and Jansen did a show together, uh Neil Simon's Biloxi Blues. I'm not sure if anybody right. have ever heard that or anybody who has any anybody locally if you've seen it or you heard of it or whatever i was gonna ask jansen what are some funny moments uh through your theater experience but then as as i was thinking that there was one in particular in biloxi blues that i think yeah would you want to give them (laughs) oh absolutely frank i'll take it away so uh uh for reference in that show um i was brought on 
uh, about midway through as just a, like they needed a line for a soldier and just as someone for a back crew, right? Just Get sure those trays back on the table. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> absolutely, line. Frank. And uh, yeah, so it, uh, there's a certain scene that comes up. And so the whole show is set in the 1940s and uh, these boys are getting ready to go to war. And as like a ditch of freedom uh, to get themselves, they all go to this prostitute, for lack of a better word. And <laughs> well, uh, Frankie does, Frankie's character in it does, you know, a, he, well, I had the sex blind. with the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were keeping this PG or not. Well, there we go. Whatever. Yeah. It's okay. We'll just say it. We'll just stop being around the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for real happened. It was all pretend. But... <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, no, no, no. God, we'd have a lot more uh, complications if, uh, <laughs> if that were true. But oh, uh, anywho, anywho it, uh, to show this uh, scene going through, Frankie eventually has to take out the shirt. And every first three nights go smooth, uh, like nothing bad happens. But this one night, I think it was fourth or fifth, and we we reel the uh, thing out, getting ready for the next scene. Frankie, Frankie's shirt gets caught underneath the wheel of the thing, and we have to keep going. We can't like we can't stop the show for it. So <laughs> here we are, uh, frankly, Frankie shirtless. In the back of the uh, the theater, and well, luckily I had a tank top. I I had a tank top, yeah. but you were the only soldier who didn't have a tank top, so that right. was the yes. problem with this next right. story. So, uh, with our with his scene coming up, and he's in his dorms, right? So he's not wearing something like overly like heavy or anything like that. He needs his tank top, and well, with uh, he with him not having a shirt. I say, hey, you take mine, and I like I, I, I take it off and I, I shove it to him and make sure he has a seat going on for the scene. Now, the like it's all good and dandy, except for the fact in less than like five minutes, I have to go out on stage and dance with uh, one actor, Sam Loban. Thank God this never ended up happening, but. God, just coming in shirtless, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not quite pale, like it's nothing but coming in this nice formal dance and God, I only, I feared the day, the, what would happen is Frankie does a dramatic turnover to see um, his future love sitting there and there am I, there am I. With some like, like mid drunk male prostitute. <laughs> God, yeah, it was, oh, thankfully. And somehow we were able to get it out without anybody noticing. Yeah, I got his shirt for the rest of the show. He got, uh, he held on to mine. And thank God we didn't have that on. Whew, and poor Jansen, oh my God. Because one thing about that stage is that with those lights and everything and the costume and the, the heavy equipment you're wearing, holy large, you, you sweat. And something you guys didn't know, you guys know, or I don't know about me, I, I sweat easily under that kind of pressure. <laughs> so poor oh, Jason has yeah, to wear my God. shirt, which is like, you know, I think uh, you even said to me, no offense, Frank, but you got, you got sweaty arms. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I right. said, yes, you got, yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. But, but that, that's one of those moments where it's like, he, like, 
in the moment, you got to keep the show going. Those are the lengths that this man is willing to do just to keep a show going. Whether (laughs) even if he was willing to go on stage without a shirt, like that's that's dedication right there, my friend. I I really admire that. Have me back after that. (laughs) No, yeah, that'd be it. Jansen's done. He's not doing anything else, you know. Not at all. Because Mary, she's a small town, so you know something like that. You know that wouldn't that wouldn't go around very well. But speaking of Miramichi, uh, one thing that I noticed with this town is that when you compare it to a city like Fredericton or Moncton or even in like Nova Scotia over that, we don't, it feels like we don't have as much theater. You know what I mean? Like around here, of course, we have like, you know, the, the MVHS Drama Club, uh, CM Productions, um, uh, River Maid Productions, the Heritage Players. Yeah. You, they're still doing stuff, correct? Day eh? Heritage Players? Yeah. I believe. Uh, yes, yes, I have. Yeah, I've uh, done stuff with them before, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's your opinion on? I, I'm, I'm like, you know, what? Why is a city like Miramichi? How come compared to other cities? Why? It, it's kind. It's kind of interesting because it, it's all around us in the province, but yet here seems to be kind of. We have all the people. We have all, you know, like the interest is there, but just for some reason, it never seemed to, to. Sick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, it comes down to a lot of stuff, Frank, and I. It, well, I think there's a lot of things like financially. We, well, you should you'd know a uh, theater is like to get a good like theater company off the ground. You're gonna need a venue, and mm-hmm. venue costs money. Rights cost money. If you're doing like musicals, which really draw in crowds, those cost money. And it's for a small city like us in Miramichi, where well, we're we're not exactly like the highest end of uh, New Brunswick, but like <laughs> it's it you're not only you need a you don't only need a like that money to get going and that sponsorship and like that support, but you also need to draw in the public's attention, right? And hmm. if like I mean we've seen it, uh, we've done a lot of old fashioned stuff from um, like Neil Simon, like and, jo- uh, George Kaufman or oh, exactly. you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff that isn't exactly mainstream. And well, like sometimes like we have, our good nights are like a hundred, 120 people. Like, mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and then, but sometimes it's 10, maybe 20 and it's, there's a lot of things that come into it, but I think it's, it, but overall, it's just it's just a shame that we can't get that more because it brings so much liveliness to mm. uh, communities, right? Like, uh, well, I'm down and I'm doing university down in St. John, and well, like uh, I already got, went down to the Imperial Theater down there and saw a uh, Christmas Story just this year, and God, it brought me so much joy, and like everyone around us enjoyed it, and it was it it was it's magical, mm. and it's yeah, a shame absolutely. that it's it's so hard getting that off the ground and I'm so glad that you're like, you're finding your way through it. And it's, it's, it's like, I think it's going to do wonders for like drawing people to the river and like just overall for like everyone. And No, definitely. I mean, of course it's nothing. I mean, like, you know, that's going to grow immediately. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, like God. the, the old saying Rome uh, wasn't built in a day. People say, Oh, <laughs> oh, that's cliche. I'm like, no, it's true. Exactly. Rome wasn't yeah, built in a day. True. You know, you see how many people, I mean, like even like this, this podcast right here, we use, for example, look at Joe Rogan's first podcast. Joe Rogan yeah, started but- off in the exact same position that we were. We were because yeah. I, I was even going back. I'm trying to think like, how did people like him start off? He started off just like this, you know what I mean? So yeah, as long as you're committed and you're dedicated, you can make it 
you can make it happen. You know what I mean? So uh, absolutely. And it's that first step. That's always the hardest. And from there, you just get to explore more and you get to do bigger things. And even though it's like kind of small right now with like two local friends on uh just talking about our uh, theater experiences. I mean, who knows what it can grow to, Frank? <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I mean, like, you know, definitely with COVID and stuff like that, too, it's it's definitely taken a big, big hit. But uh, hopefully <laughs> we keep saying that there's lighter days ahead. But I mean, you know, we'll we'll uh, we just got to be optimistic. But there is um, a light at the end of the tunnel. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, Jansen actually is part, I, as I mentioned before, he is part of our uh, Night of One X. Right. So, um, what can you tell us about your character? Because I think, because um, uh, one of the shows I put out the synopsis, House of Violations, revolving yes. around a restaurant store manager who's laid off, whose wife is a COVID freak, and he invites his friends over to play poker. Who's your character in that? What can you tell us anything about? Right. Well, uh, I play one of the friends to the uh, restaurant owner in this. And, well, I, I play a cop, right? So, it, it brings... Uh, not only a very like it brings in like a, how the like uh, authorities have been involved within like COVID and how they feel about it. It's a very nice side to see, especially con like considering everything. And uh, but on top of that, he's a big jovial fella. He's uh, uh, very much I wouldn't say the um, uh, moral center of the group, but uh, he's like, ah, oh, come back on, come on, boys, get back on track. We're gonna play poker. Let's almost like let's the peacemaker, almost. Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. always gonna be yeah, someone yeah, like yeah. that in, in any group. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and there's God, even a bit funny. of uh, there's even a bit of uh, hypocrisy in there because, well, actually, with all the characters, because they're all talking about, oh, nobody follows the rules, uh, this and that, and yet here you are, especially a cop, someone who's supposed to be setting an example. Here you are, you know what I mean? So, right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we're working away at that. We're hoping uh, there's some release date uh, stuff coming soon, but uh, you guys can also expect to see Jansen in that. This man has not stopped with theater, and I hope that doesn't oh. stop anytime soon. Are you? Are you stopping? Are you retiring? Oh, no, well, okay, good. Funny and <laughs> there you go. Well, funny enough, uh, I'm also doing, uh, 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 I'm auditioning for, uh, speaking of St. John and the theater company down there, I'm auditioning for uh, Annie uh, down there, and I'm really excited for that. Just oh to, uh, yes, that's right. I almost forgot about that. Oh my god, that's awesome, dude! Like, <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, that's exciting. Um, well, hopefully, uh, good news comes of it, and well, yeah. Wow, no, that's something. That's something. No, I mean, like you know, you're definitely you're definitely very beloved in the theater world in New Brunswick. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, so definitely keep that up. Um, so we, we had a topic planned today and I had ran it through with Jansen and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we got the news, unfortunately, that Bob Saget passed away. And uh, so this is where we will move on and, and, and discuss uh, what's going on in the entertainment world. Because Corkett Entertainment, not only a theater company, but it is also this show. We will also discuss all kinds of entertainment. So from movies, TV and what is more, um, I'm not sure what's more important today than Bob Saget. I mean, that was, that was quite the shock. So what was your reaction when you heard about his passing? Well, it's, it's a shame. I see, uh, I got into, I, I found out about Bob Saget through, I think how most of us did through full house, right? Yeah. Uh, Cut it Tanner. Out. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, he like, he was that show for me was a like large 
like aspect of my childhood, right? Uh, watch it all throughout, like, I think like grade four to grade like eight, pretty much like watch through everything with my mom, my dad. And it, I mean, it's the staple family sitcom that uh, everyone looks to now. And no, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, I'm seeing lots of people saying like America just lost its dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um and you say too, I mean, like, you know, of course there's America's Funniest Home Videos. That was yes, where I exactly. first saw Bob. I first saw Bob Saget in America's Funniest Home Videos. And then I remember my sister all was a Full House fan, a huge Full House fan. She had mm-hmm. all the seasons on DVD. And I, 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 I checked one of the boxes out one day and I said, that's the host of America's Funniest Home Videos. I think I must have <laughs> it or something like that. And so I checked it out and I was, I, I was just hooked on it ever since. And Bob Saget really was a huge, you know, inspiration. You know what I mean? Like he really was. And uh, is there anything else, any other projects that he did that you uh, were a fan of or? Man, it from- was, I think like with Bob Saget, uh, at least like, at least from my end, I, I'm, I'm young enough to not truly like feel his like appreciation over the industry as much as someone like you would Frank. And, but one thing, I think always, uh, like, it always gave me a laugh was, was from America's Funniest Home Videos. And there's one specific moment where I think it, I'm not sure even if you remember this, it was the uh, one where he came on with the monkey. Oh, uh, geez, the whole thing, uh, it, it was like, cause every single one, he had like the, the different, um, uh, entrance to uh, begin America's Funniest Home Videos and uh, that one it was like it was not only just amazing to see like him like you know do something that like big, yeah that, exactly like, that outrageous and it was like man it like it was just something where it was a man having fun and for acting for comedy for it's something genuine that you love to see no matter like if they're acting, if they're like anywhere, if they're up on stage, they're performing somewhere. If you can tell that whoever it is, is enjoying themselves, that they're having fun, that they're like, they're at their fullest potential, then God, it's, it brings you so much joy. And it's a shame we lost like someone like of that caliber. And I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just a shame. And no, it's definitely it was, well. I mean, like especially when you see like his final Instagram post, which I'm not sure if you guys ha- have uh, read that. Basically, him it was uh, I think about 12 hours before he, before he passed. It was his would have been his last stand up show. Did a selfie of him just saying what a great time here. I think he was in Florida, I believe, was where he passed, yeah. Yeah, and uh, home, just yeah. said yeah, the tour is going great, this and that, and then uh, like I couldn't even imagine. Well, the best part about it is that he died doing what he loved. Very like, true. I mean, like, you know, it's not like he died, uh, you know, living a life that he didn't want to live or like, no, this was his, he was in his glory. He was in his yeah. glory. He really was. And uh, it's, it's been really touching to see all the tributes that his fellow cast members are, uh, even the Olsen twins, the Olsen oh, twins, yeah. I see pointed out, like whatever happened to them? I didn't even know yeah. that they were, you know, like they kind of like walked <laughs> off the yeah. face of the entertainment world. I mean, like they reached out and and offer their condolences and uh is there any particular moment in full house with bob saget or danny that really oh, kind of stuck up to you man. which Ooh. we have to go through all eight seasons uh, <laughs> just to find one in particular but is there one that sticks Ooh. out to you then well 
I guess it's kind of fitting, but there's always been one episode of Full House that always stuck with me. And it's the one where Jesse's uncle, a uh, grandfather, I think, comes in. Mm-hmm. Papuli, yeah. Papuli, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he comes in and it, you know, it deals with death. It deals especially with young children and cause like um, you get uh, Michelle who wants uh, Papui to come in and uh, for show and tell and uh, you know, he doesn't show up because he passes away and it's, it's all too soon. It's all too sudden. And I think for like, for me, like, not only is it fitting to what what ha- just happened with Bob Saget, but just how he condoles Michelle. And, mm. uh, like, it's it's a very mature subject matter that, like, I, like, that still stuck to me, well, to this day, right? And, and, and that think- episode in particular, like, how people deal with grief their own ways. Like, you, you see Jesse through the whole episode, and he's just yeah. on the phone. He's just on the phone. And... They're like, oh, you know, you need to just take a minute and just shut your brain up. No, no, no. I just, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. When that that was one thing I always admired about about Full House and even like lots of shows from the 90s, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air handled those yeah, issues yeah, very, yeah. very well. How come he don't want me, man? Oh, oh God, man. <laughs> Tear my heart up. Yeah, oh, oh, my God. I'm like ripping. Mm. Oh, oh no, there's there's my webcam. I just tore Jansen's heart out with that saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, you know, shows like that and the performances, like Bob, Bob mm-hmm. Saget. I mean, like, you know, some people just see him as like a goofy, goofy kind of actor or whatever. But no, there were you see Full House, there's lots of moments there where where it's one that stood out to me in particular, Full House, was uh, when him and Vicky broke up. Oh, you're dev- right. Oh, I I, I think oh. of all eight seasons, I think that was his best uh, performance. I honestly um, do. I mean, um, which I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard to pick just one, as I said, because he's oh, done man, so yeah. much throughout the years. And um, even on Fuller House, I know, I mean, like, you know, I'd watch clips here and there. I never actually finished Fuller House. I watched the first season. It wasn't really for me. Did, did you watch all of Fuller House? or did I, you... I, I was in the same boat. I watched uh, all through the first season, but never really got more into that than uh, like that's where it ended pretty much for me. Because part of me was kind of like, oh man, like why are we really doing this again? Really? Like it's not really, uh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, really yeah, working. But I mean, it like, up some, yeah. no, exactly. But kudos to them for actually, you know, go going that far with it and uh, you know, giving us something. And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I mean, between I, I'm trying to think if there was one Fuller House moment I remember because I, I see so many clips scattered all throughout online of Fuller House, <laughs> just because that that's just me saying I don't want to watch four more seasons of it if I don't, if I'm not into it, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. But also recently I have been watching a little bit of full house again, just ever since we heard of Bob's passing and, uh, but no, I mean, like, you know, like I said, so full house, AFE, um, have you ever seen his standup, his standup special? Uh, I never actually got into Bob Saget's actual standup remarkably. Oh my God. Like it's so, <laughs> cause you're like, Oh, Bob Saget, all oh, the guy from, uh, from uh, full house, the dad from full house. Oh, this is going to be yeah. really, really cute. And then he comes on F you, like, you know, you're like, Oh my gosh. Like, and some of it, and there's some comedians where all they do is just drop F bomb, F bomb, F bomb. And they expect, they rely on just that to get a laugh. But, but with Bob Saget, I feel like he had that, he had that way of saying the F word over and over and over again. 
but the way his jokes were or like were worded it or how they were said something about it was like okay this works this doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel i might be in the minor, in the minority on that but i mean you know <laughs> everyone's entitled to yeah. their own opinion but oh, um yeah. i'm trying to think if there's anything else from bob second because i mean my gosh if you go on his imdb it's like a novel you, did... you yeah. can write a novel on it like oh my gosh so i mean like when you think about people like that uh who were 65 as opposed to someone like betty white you know what i mean like that oh, was man betty white like god, that was quite man. the shocker too god what like what a gut punch right before the new year and i mean like golden girls like she 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 was a golden girl like no was, exactly and that's the the thing about it where i'm like of course it's sad it's really really sad but the woman was 99 like she lived a full life i mean like you know if it was someone who passed away like uh paul walker passed away at 40 years old that's like okay that's way too young bob well, saget like, uh, like uh the late chadwick boseman right yes and, oh my god thank you uh 40 what's he 43 42 or something like that i heard but it's a shame he, he, he was young of, he was young yeah was. but i mean like you look at Betty White and, she, you know, of course it's sad, but she was 99. You can't say she didn't live her life to the fullest. You know what I mean? But someone like Bob Saget, he's only 65. Party is like, right. he had a lot more left. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. From, what, from what you hear, it was like, he loved doing what he did. And um, like, he could have just kept doing this for another 10 or so years. But, you know. And I think what was most like shocking of it all was just the, like circumstances it was like it wasn't like anything like uh like a drug overdose it wasn't anything like as far as i'm aware uh it was it when i first read it it was there was no they said there was no foul play there was no nothing like that nothing and like that yeah it just it just happened and just happened it, yeah no exactly and that's why i remember i think i, I can remember who texted it to us said uh hey danny tanner's dead and i was like no he's not like it, it's one of those ones where it's like, or also when, uh, when a Chadwick Boseman died, I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not dead. Like, and then I looked it up. I'm like, oh my God, it's true. So let I me mean, like, you know, that's a good reminder that life's short and, you know, you just got to live it to the fullest and you just got those memories to look back at. You know what I mean? Like we'll always have full house mm-hmm. and we'll always have AFB. And uh, so yeah, uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget, um, 1956, I believe I remember. Yeah, 1956 to 2022 um so yeah on a lighter note uh let's move on to our second topic today which is who is the best live action spider-man oh so by the way spoiler warning i think i put this in the (laughs) intro spoiler alert for anyone (laughs) seen spider-man no way home which what the hell are you doing get out and see it it's uh, incredible i even picked this topic and i said wait jansen did you saw no way home right oh "Oh, yeah i was like okay shit (laughs) yeah man it's one of those oh. movies that you do not want to get spoiled. So, um... oh, absolutely, God, that like, well, it came out for me during uh, exam period, right? Screw and... your exams, just quit school. <laughs> oh my God, it was like I was so paranoid. I was gonna hop on Instagram or Facebook one day, and then it was just going to be all done. I'm like, oh God, damn God it, damn it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, oh geez, I, that that was the most painful week of my life. Just trying to 
Hey, I'm not. I'm gonna go see what so and so said on Snapchat. Oh no, I think he's going to see No Way Home tonight, and I'm not seeing him. Okay, I'm not gonna talk to yeah. him forever. So I think I probably lost about eighty percent of my friends dur- during that whole week, <laughs> and I'm still working yeah. on. I'm still working on getting the back. I just got Jansen back as a friend now. Oh <laughs> just, man, absolutely. Gone <laughs> uh, rocky terms ever since. Exactly. No. <laughs> but uh, no, what a movie! What a movie! No Way Home was, yeah. and. Um, Seeing all three Spider-Man together, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and uh, Tom Holland, that now it's really begging a question. I'm seeing a lot of mixed opinions. Oh, oh it's Tom Holland, Holy. it's Tobey Maguire. What's your opinion and what's your reasoning on? on well, it? I I'm first gonna say that Spider-Man was a huge part of my childhood. Like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was like everything to me as a kid. I had action figures. I had uh, like. I watched the movies over and over again. Funny enough, uh, uh, you know the song Dream On by uh, Steven Tyler? Oh, Stream On by Steven Tyler. Oh. Yeah, you know, he, he has the like high note. It's a real great song. Anyway, but it, it starts all like, my, my, uh, as a small child, my mom's a big fan of Aerosmith. So what ended up happening is um, I used to call it the Green Goblin song based on, you know, Willem Dafoe. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's one of the funny things. Sing it, sing like, it for me, sing it for me. Oh man! Oh God! No, my vocal, my vocal range is not that of. Steve Dude, Tyler. you're Will Parker. You were Will in Oklahoma. What do you mean you can't sing? Give us a little oh. Give us a little oh, accent man. for that. <laughs> oh God, Frank. Ooh, maybe next time. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> this episode oh, will be split into two parts. This one, that next part will be released in like a few weeks. <laughs> oh. God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, overall, like, uh, so of course, like Tobey Maguire was a big, uh, part of my childhood. And then growing up, we got, we got the movies with Andrew Garfield, which loved Amazing Spider-Man. I think love that, that uh, movie. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man like still holds up in my eyes. Second one is a little iffy, but, uh, and then you have Tom Holland who came out and like came out like strong, hitting strong with, um, uh, uh civil war first he was in oh yes yes that's right yeah and like god he was like uh loved from the minute he got on board and then he had the movies and i personally i love tom holland and all of them uh uh so saying which is the uh, i want to hear your opinion first frank Uh, my opinion um oh wow like which i actually had (laughs) to think i i I had to think long long and hard about this because uh for a while even after like, you know, uh, Tom Holland had taken over some of that, Andrew Garfield was still my favorite. Ooh. It was, yeah, which was very unique. People, what do you mean Andrew Garfield's your favorite? Have you seen his movies? His movies don't affect the performance. The performance. That's right. what a lot of people seem to seem to forget. Some, I've even heard some people say, Tobey Maguire is the worst Spider-Man because Spider-Man 3 is the worst comic movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> that doesn't take away, you know what I mean? You can say, you, you can say a movie sucks. <laughs> I mean, like you know how 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 hmm. we criticized Oklahoma on Broadway. Right. The 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 play might not have been the best in our opinion, but yeah. you can't say that the performances were terrible. Oh, and that and that's no, where no. I stand on the whole Andrew Garfield thing. So, uh, well, of course, right. I'll, I'll I'll kind of backtrack uh, the the same way you did. So, the Sam Raimi Spider Man was the first one is awesome. 
Willem <laughs> Dafoe yep. is still the best villain in all of them. I can yep. easily say that. Ooh! Oh, yeah, that that's, I mean, that's yeah. gonna be a con- the that that'll be a contest. Here. Oh yeah, fight me on that. Fight Ooh. me on that. After you see No Way Home, you're gonna know th- Willem Dafoe Ooh. is the best Spider-Man villain. I think. Oh, okay, now if we're talking about No Way Home, Willem Dafoe. Holy No Way Home, Willem yeah. Dafoe. Oh my God! Which, first of all, I know uh, this might be going a little bit off topic, but Willem Dafoe for Joker. Willem Dafoe for Joker. You heard it here. Oh man! Please make that happen. <laughs> Please make that happen. Um, and then of course, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man two with, uh, oh. Alfred Molina. Oh, wow. That, that, that was, that, almost, right that got me there seeing him in, in uh, no wow. And, uh, so that one there, I think was the best Spider-Man movie for some, some people say it still is the best Spider-Man movie. So, I mean, like, you know, that's debatable for me. It's definitely still up there, but, yeah. uh, and then of course, Spider-Man three, which, you know, it's watchable. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's on Netflix. I go back and watch it and I still enjoy it. Yeah. But I mean, of course, when you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah. you got the two bangers and then, and then you got Bully Maguire right after. Bully Maguire. Oh, I missed the part where that's my problem. <laughs> God, um yeah. And then, of course, it got rebooted um, with Andrew Garfield. And up until No Way Home, my favorite Spider-Man movie was actually, unpopular opinion, Amazing Spider-Man 1, which a lot of people, a lot of people didn't understand that. And I'm like, it it is. It just is. It's just my, it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, I'm in the minority. I like it better than Spider-Man 3. I like really? yeah. Okay. <laughs> I should just title this episode "Unpopular Opinions." <laughs> just controversial, like controversial. Right exactly. <laughs> this is the first episode. I think people hate us already. Um, <laughs> oh man, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, of course, you look at like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Like, what oh. amazing chemistry they had. You can't oh, deny God. that. I, you know, I can't. Uh, like, I can't complain there. Holy hell! Like, don't get me wrong. Tom Holland and Zendaya, they got amazing chemistry. Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, or Kirsten Dunst. Good chemistry. I'll just say good chemistry. Um, Andrew <laughs> Garfield and Emma Stone, every time they would have like an argument or disagreement, oh. I was like, my mom and dad are fighting. It feels like mom and dad are fighting. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It, it, it just felt so natural. And yeah. um, and then going on with Tom Holland, of course, Civil War. We all, you know, Civil War is a, a great movie. And he he wasn't in it that much, but he was still, you know, I think he did a great job in it. Um, yeah, what a great start. Yeah. Homecoming, I liked a lot. I did like I did like Homecoming. I did really like Homecoming. I really enjoyed Homecoming, yeah. Um, which oh. another unpopular opinion. I like Amazing Spider-Man 2 more than Homecoming, but that's just me. That's just me. Whoa, then far, wow. far, far, far from home is better than both of them. Oh, and then of Ooh, course yes. uh far from home. Well, if we're talking about a uh, Mysterio, well, already I love the uh, concept of Mysterio, I love illusions, I love all that like stuff. And how Jake Gyllenhaal was in uh, No Way Home because I thought they were going to give him full powers. I legitimately thought from the trailer. no, exactly. And yeah, when I saw it was like legitimately like the illusions. It was like he was an actor, just like how it was in the comics. And I thought that was brilliant. It was great. Very it, like, brilliantly I done. This. I love that. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, as uh, Mysterio is probably my yeah. He probably is my favorite Spider-Man villain. Oh, which yeah. you're not wrong. That that is he 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 was well, especially because it. Um, I mean, like you know, of course, people who read the comics know it was probably going to come, but then of right, course, there's yeah. some people who maybe didn't read the comics and think, oh, like you know, he's just another buddy buddy for Spider Man, and they're going to team up together, and then boom, no, he betrays him. But um, 
Well, a, a little thing, like, uh, just because it's in my head and I always wanted to talk about this, I still think it's remarkably funny. Uh, just the fact that Mysterio came up in, like, Far From Home, Mysterio came up uh, with a lie about the multiverse without actually knowing about the multiverse. <laughs> he predicted <laughs> 2021. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, God, it was so funny. And, like... I don't know. It's a little oversight. Like, uh, they kind of backed themselves in a hole with it, but overall... But, you know, hey, here we are. We got the best Spider-Man movie, uh, you know, this past month. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so... um, But, but yeah, Far From Home, I like better than Homecoming. I just thought it got better and better. And, of course, I'm missing Infinity War and Endgame, but, I mean, like, those are two... Those are two, you know... You can't... It's hard It's hard to compete with those, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Um, So, like, if we're just talking about, like, the solo Spider-Man movies... Um, and then No Way Home, it was just Tom. My only problem I ever had with Tom Holland's Spider Man is it, well, I mean, first of all, he was the perfect blend of Peter Parker and Spider Man. Some, yes, I mean, yeah, I like he, it, it was the perfect blend. What mm. I never liked is that he it, he was basically just Iron Boy. Oh, interesting. I did not like that at all because mm. the Homecoming is, is uh, okay, right. so uh. You know, Mr. Tony Stark is, you know, Iron Man is going to be, you know, like his mentor almost. And then, of course, uh, Tony's dead and Endgame and then uh, come time for Far From Home. And it's almost like Nick Fury takes that over. Oh, Nick Fury is, you know, going to be like, you know, keeping him in uh, check. And then uh, Mysterio, right? Yeah. And Mysterio or even Happy to an extent. Happy was also kind of a good uh, good mentor to him. And uh, and then no way home it would have been Doctor Strange. Oh, you know, like like almost like the mentor type role. I always wanted to see like you know in the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield movies where he mm. just stood on his own. Nobody was right. his mentor. He was his mentor. That was what I always wanted to see, and it, that that always irked me about about uh, Tom Holland's. Nothing against his performance. His performance, right. no way home. Some people say is Oscar worthy, which I'm not going to say it is, but. Um, well, to I think, be fair, we got a long time. Oh, we got a long <laughs> time, absolutely. But I mean, uh, I think yeah. one people are uh, some people something some things people are forgetting is, is that the Oscars. Yeah, you know this might be a, a discussion for another time. But basically, what yeah, I would say I is Tom Holland's performance. If you compare it to other performances earlier this year, does it really hold up? You know, like that's anyway. It's, that's kind of yeah, a, it, yeah. It's it's a good like thing, and we may be able to come back to it. Because remember, uh, 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 after Endgame, uh, Robert Downey Jr. That was a big thing. People were pushing for his Oscar uh, nomination, and he was just like, "No, I don't want one." Because you know, like he was just being very humble about it. Um, uh, well, uh, I guess on like with your thinking behind uh, Tom Holland, uh, I've always more kind of justified him being uh, like with the whole mentor thing. Uh, mainly because I think it's a side of Spider-Man that we never got to see in uh, the Sam Raimi or the uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, mainly because, um, well, like, of course they followed the very, like, like structure. Structurally, they were more similar to, like, every other Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you have the Uncle Ben, you have the, like, great power comes great responsibility. and Which in No Way uh, Home was uh, Aunt May gives it to him right, before he yeah. dies, which was a nice change. I like that. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. And, um, but I think uh, it was a side of Spider Man that we never got to see. And even still, uh, especially at the, like, I think one of the most powerful moments from Homecoming is whenever he uh, pushes through uh, the building after, like, 
he like Tony Stark taken away uh, is taking away his suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he goes to confront Vulture on his own, and um, anywho, he's like crying out for help, and uh, I think it it I think Tom was able to show the vulnerability of not only Spider Man but of Peter Parker, mm. and especially because he is a kid, and that's one I wouldn't say problem I I have with uh, Andrew Garfield, but more like. As Andrew Garfield, it didn't feel like whenever he was playing Peter Parker, it wasn't that you didn't feel, I guess, like he was he wasn't really an outcast in the like staple way. Like, yeah, with, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he was like for the stuff that he was bullied for, it didn't really feel as like justified when like, I guess it was I love the vulnerability that was brought by Tom Holland to both sides of Spider-Man. And I no, think that is yeah. really important, especially as a kid. Um, I do think the strength of Andrew Garfield, you already have, you already addressed the uh, chemistry with uh, Emma Stone. Cause God, Mom and dad, like, stop doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, Oh my God. I mean, like, it's just so good. It's so believable. Absolutely. And uh, uh, I think that's really strong. And I think, uh, I also think uh, that what both of them do really good is also show the brainy side of Spider-Man. Mm, just the oh, fact yes, that absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually a really just good the point. Fact, I never actually... um, yeah, like, uh, because he is a brilliant kid. Like, Yeah, exactly. And... I mean, he might just be a kid, but no, he, he you know, he's very knowledgeable. Like, he really is right. in he, all this stuff, you know? Like, he made his own web fluid. Uh, like, and uh, I do like that. And I think that's, something that i miss at least a little bit in the to- uh with toby Maguire. like uh it is like an aspect of spider-man that i i do really appreciate and like to be fair it's not a necessary thing hence is you know you no, no absolutely scene. not no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not but i mean um for those of you who read the comics, of course, you know, it's comic accurate, like Tom Holland's. I mean, like, you know, when he starts off as a kid and stuff like that. Um, but um, yeah, it's definitely it. I mean, like, you know, of all of all the Spider-Man movies, what is your favorite? Like, what would you? Um, now, it's I've, I've had this up to debate. Um, it, it, would, it would either be between uh, Spider-Man 2 uh because Albert Molina, I love him. I love brilliant him actor, brilliant. Like not only he was on Broadway with like Fiddler on the Roof and like oh, God, yes. like, like like I I think he, he played uh like the struggling. I think Otto Octavius is one of the most interesting like members of Spider Man's Rogue Gallery, just because of his like inner conflict. And I love how they address that in uh at least somewhat in um. Uh, no way home no exactly and i do love because I, I remember at first i was kind of worried i'm like are they gonna are they gonna kill him are they gonna do this and no they brought him back and sent him back to his universe and i really really like that um yeah it's yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean like you know uh, as i said i mean like you know of course your favorite spider-man movie the quality of the movie doesn't necessarily impact the performance, but I mean, like from your opinion, I mean, like, does it kind of, I mean, like, you know, when you look at your favorite Spider-Man movie, you're like, okay, is that my favorite Spider-Man or. I, in the end, 
I'd say my favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 2. However, I would have to say uh, Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. Oh, well, there uh, we go. That- I do. Re- uh, I like his. I think he makes a great young Peter. I think he's going to make a great older Peter after like and I respect him a lot for this. Like, I think he, I think he's taking a break. And oh, is that true? Is that? Yeah, because I hear things back and forth like he's taking a break and then, oh, no, I'm coming back. It's kind of hard to I mean, like, you know, in a world in a world where Andrew Garfield and Toby uh, Maguire are. Am I in no way home? Am I in this? Am I in that? Like, you know what I mean? So nowadays I can never, well, it's Tom Holland. We're talking about here. The dude is the worst for spoilers. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he, (laughs) Oh man, he's never going to live that down. It's kind of hard to say. So yeah. yeah, Tell us what Spider-Man four. And then like, I don't know. He could say something like, (laughs) Oh um, yeah. I die in that movie. Or I don't know. Like, like, you just never know. Like, I feel like, I feel like, uh, Kevin Feige is like has a sniper bullet on her. He has a scope on him. Oh like, god, yeah. Don't it's you either say that or anything. Benedict Cumberbatch just like <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I love about all the interviews. Benedict Cumberbatch is always nearby and he's just like, oh, oh yeah. Oh no, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll answer that. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> yep. Yep. The <laughs> There's always gonna be someone to do covering it. the mouth. Oh, it's great. But I do like that. Um that's your opinion kind of thing. So like Spider-Man 2 is your favorite with uh Sam Raimi, but Tom Holland's your yep. favorite Spider-Man, which that's you know, that's definitely hmm. Which which is good because a, a lot of people do let the quality of a movie impact their their choice. You know what I mean? They could say, um, oh, um, you know, uh, maybe Ben Affleck was their favorite uh, Batman, right. but they hated Batman versus Superman or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. I don't I don't like Batman versus Superman, but because Ben Affleck's in it, then, yeah, it's my favorite Batman. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, think- I mean, oh. An opinion is an opinion, but I mean, you know. Oh, um, yeah. But um, uh, for me, I'm going to say Andrew Garfield, favorite Spider-Man. Oh, still keeping with Andrew still Garfield. Still keeping with Andrew Garfield, right, well, especially yeah. after I mean, No I Way Home. I absolutely respect it, man, yeah. Especially after No Way Home. Like, it was just, just seeing, well, especially seeing all three of them there together. Yeah. It was just, I mean, they oh, had phenomenal chemistry. Wow. Like, the web, talking about the web, that scene where they're on, like, they're on the <laughs> State Building, and they're just talking about the web fluid. Uh, oh, yeah, does it yeah. come out of your wrists, or does it come out of anywhere else? <laughs> like, it's just, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> part of me is just singing, like, I feel like they were just talking behind the scenes, and, and Kevin Foggy's like, we got to film this. I think this is gold. <laughs> it's one of those yeah. moments where it just felt so, you know. But I think No Way Home is still is going to be my favorite Spider-Man movie, I'll say. Ooh, That's, I mean, I can't blame you, man. There's it took a lot me of weeks really... to decide that. It took me weeks to decide it. I swear, I was like, I don't want to let the fan service dictate my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't oh, want it yeah, to be. yeah, because there is a lot of that in there. No, exactly. Because, like... I mean, like, like I'm not going to say... The movie could have been sh- here. Uh, this would be another interesting topic we could talk about. If Andrew Garfield oh. and Tobey Maguire were in No Way Home, would it still have been as good as people say it is? Ooh, that's that what I wonder. A loaded question. Like, wow. I mean, because I'll be honest. Whenever I first, uh, when I heard like the rumors, like, oh yeah, they get the Spider-Man villain back, and everyone was hyping up. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like. They're going to put Toby in it and they're going to put uh, Andrew in it. And even though nobody from the studio ever even alluded to it. Right. It uh, was just biggest, total speculation. Yeah, that was my biggest worry. I didn't want to get my, my hopes up because I like nothing official came out until like a few slips ended up passing through. Like, I'm not sure if you ever saw them, but there was one, it was, um, 
Well, there's this uh, there's the Mexico trailer for No Way Home, where uh, you know the scene where they're all like, it's I think it was like right at the end whenever they're like, it's Sandman, Lizard, and oh, and Electro. they're jumping towards them, and yeah. Lizard goes gets punched. Yeah, 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 yeah. literally. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, there's I throw like that like. I guarantee you $100 somebody got fired for that. Oh, God, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> apparently uh, on Cineplex, uh, like when the like a few weeks before the movie released, um, they accidentally put Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire in the cast list. Yes. Yes, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Well, or... I still remember the big leak. It was a uh, YouTuber, uh, John Campia, who I, I love. I love John Campia. I'm not sure if you heard of John Campia. Love no, that guy. He's a real, um, so basically someone sent him these images of Toby, Andrew and Tom in no way home. Oh. And so people would send him stuff all the time and they would never be real. And so he's like, okay, he took one look at it and said, okay, this is fake. This is clearly fake, but it looks really yeah. good. So he put his watermark <laughs> on it and posted it on Twitter and then I think like 10 minutes later, a studio rep called him and said, no, I think, no, those are real. And he's like, oh, oh well, sh- shoot. shoot. So, yeah. Like, so, I mean, that, that, that was a total, like, we're also kind of like, okay, well, it's not really a spoiler. We kind of knew Toby and Andrew were going to be in it in some way, shape or form, but. Yeah. I mean, that like, God, that's crazy. That's, man. oh my God. Well, part of me's like, thank you, John. Thank you for confirming that for us. Cause that's, <laughs> you know, like just that's, I'm like, okay, I can go into wow. the movie. You know what I mean? But um, right. so, yeah, I mean, so you, so your favorite Spider-Man, Tom Holland, mine's Andrew Garfield still poor yep. Toby is out left in the cold on this one. Um, oh, if, if, if we had a third guest, maybe someone could have, someone could have vouched Ooh, for him, yeah. but nothing against yeah, Toby. I'd say Toby is, Please come back and do Spider-Man 4. It's all I can say. Not that he's ever going to watch this, but <laughs> like, please, <laughs> please, Spider-Man 4 and Amazing Spider-Man this 3. This ends up on uh, with a response from Tobey Maguire. Can you imagine? Hell. No, Bully Maguire. Imagine if Bully Maguire sent us something like that. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so Jansen votes Tom Holland. Uh, I vote uh, Andrew Garfield. And so the question goes to all of you guys watching. Feel free, you know, yeah. if you're watching this on uh wherever you're watching it, Instagram or, or, well, this isn't going to be on Instagram, but you can comment on Instagram, <laughs> whatever. Who's your favorite Spider-Man? You know, maybe we'll do a poll or something like that. I don't know. We can see if that's, if that's a thing, do a Facebook poll or something like that. But uh, so, yeah. So yeah, Tom Holland, one, Andrew Garfield, one, Tobey Maguire, zero, nothing against you, Toby. You're the best. Um, so yeah, I think that'll do it up for this one here. Um, this yeah, was wow, our pilot flies. episode. And this was a lot of fun, man. Jansen, thank you so much for coming on. Any final words before we sign off here? Thanks for having me, Frank. I'm really excited to see where this goes. And well, uh, I know just like everyone live life to the fullest and enjoy it. Right? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, buddy. Man, but uh, yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, This was fun. It was real fun. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do next, Frank. And well, uh, anyone who's out there who's coming up, um, Get your tickets for our Frank show once he gets those dates. No, exactly. Which will be confirmed sometime within the next little while. So uh, stay tuned next week. Uh, we will be uh, with joined by Sean Doucette and Kyle Easty. We will be discussing Ooh. the uh, Walking Dead movies. And we will also be discussing where Spider-Man goes after No Way Home. So I would like to thank Jansen for coming on. And uh, yeah, so thank you all for coming, coming and joining us. And uh, 
just stay safe. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. All right. Thank you, Frank. And see ya. Don't do drugs, kids. Ha <laughs> ha.